Happy Friday, wrong thinkers. Welcome to Kopefi Break on Unsafe Space. Today's some day, I don't know. Friday, September 24th. I never know the date. I always have to look during the show. Um, you're watching Kofefi Break, which is a live show that we do here on Unsafe Space every Monday and Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Um, you can go to unsafespace.com always, no matter what platform we're banned from, we're always on unsafespace.com. So I'll be, I'm sure I'll just be annoyed next time when we are banned and come back and someone says, where were you? You know where we were? We were at unsafespace.com because that's where we always are. Uh, we stream on Utreon, Odyssey. We have backup YouTube channels, but we're back on our main channel right now. Um, we also have our, we ha well, it's not our Twitter. There's a ghost of Unsafe Space who has a Twitter account, which is under bar Unsafe Space. Uh, I'm sure that will last. And if you want to support us, you can buy merch, you can donate to the show, and you can jab, jab that subscribe button. Uh, get your jabs in. Let's see, we have Book Club coming up on October 24th. That is Texit by Daniel Miller, which is exactly what it sounds like, Texas leaving. Uh, and then on November 21st, it's The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. So if you want to get a start on either one of those, you can. As you might have noticed, I'm not Carrie. Carrie's on vacation for a couple weeks, but, but, dry your eyes. We do have Sunny from House <laughs> hey of Sunny. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. I, uh, I should have worn a hat. In Carrie's, in Carrie's honor, but you should have worn a hat. Maybe next week. Sunny is living in the last few chapters of Atlas Shrugged, and therefore has no power. That's right. Um, so she's broadcasting. The only from people the with power are the yeah. big corporations. So That's I'm right. pirating Starbucks Wi-Fi right now. Well, I'm sure government will keep power. Government will have power. Isn't uh, Starbucks no. government? <laughs> Basically, yes. Starbucks. In California, it is. In in yeah. Seattle, it is. Yeah. Um, so we have two other guests today, though. Uh, we're going to bring on the show. One of them is a guy that we have not seen in a long time, but we did have him on the show a while ago. He is, I don't know how to introduce him other than like the meme emperor of Twitter, uh, Sally Mayweather, who's also the ghost of Mac Dre, uh, in case you were wondering. Yes. <laughs> and we have a little slightly it's different out. hairstyles. What's up? Thanks for having <laughs> well, me. Well, not on Halloween. Do you just put on the wig on Halloween <laughs> and do your thing? True. Yes. So, um, well, welcome, Sal. And we're bringing back uh, another favorite that is also a bald dude, Cameron Pasha. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm honored and delighted to be on here. And, uh, and I have to say, you know, I've, before I was kicked off of Twitter, I was a huge fan of, of, of Sally Mayweather on Sal the Agorist. And, uh, and I'm shocked to discover he's not a black dude with a huge afro because that's, that's what I call him. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's disappointed when they don't see Max Ray. <laughs> yeah, you, but you identify as that guy, so I'm good with it. I'm good. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I identify he, this way. Right? He yeah. has an anti-afro from his <laughs> yes. The anti-afro. as a guy with an afro. He identifies as having an afro. Afros are a social construct. How dare you say he doesn't <laughs> yes. have an afro? <laughs> Don't question my identity, please. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've never asked you this. I have my suspicions because I have read about uh, Mac Dre, but I don't think I ever asked you. And I wonder if people are curious, why Mac Dre? Good question. Um, I, I, I used to be, a, I mean, I still am a fan of Mac Dre, but um, I was like really big into like the underground West Coast rap. And then one day when I was making my Twitter account, I just decided I was listening to Mac Dre and I was like, well, this guy is in pretty good picture. So 
I've sort of become identified with that. So I, I don't, I haven't changed it until every now and then his family will send me um, like a DMCA complaint. Like if I, if I ever do like oh. a big event or something like that, or if I speak somewhere and I use that image, I'll get a complaint and I have to take it down. And then a few days later it's back up. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it yeah, has yeah, nothing to do. Forget about it. Just, just post it again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I assumed, I assumed it had to do with harassment by the police and unlawful, like uh, an arrest for something he didn't do. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's just you like the music. No, no, he's dead. He got he was killed in like 2004. Another rapper shot and killed. An East yeah, Coast but wasn't rapper, he? Right? He was no also. Uh, oh really? Yeah, he's from like yeah, Oakland, Vallejo. but he he yeah, but wasn't he also um, he was thrown in jail for conspiracy for a bank robbery that never yes. actually happened. And he was at his, he was home, or no, he was in his hotel. His friends went out and allegedly cased a bank and the cops arrested him for being part of a conspiracy to rob a bank, which oh, never you know happened. you know your rap history, I like it. <laughs> I assumed that's why you chose, actually I was like, Sal chose him because F the police, that's what I figured, but maybe not. No. <laughs> yeah. F the banks, you know. Romper room yeah. boys is what they used to call them. But um, yeah, he did time and then he got out and, um, yeah, in 2004, they killed him in, like, St. Louis or something like that. Really sad. This is another one of these, like, really talented people who just, you know, loses their life because of government incompetency. Well, that seems to yeah. be the theme, right? I mean, you know, we're, we're now witnessing that on a global scale. You know, it's fascinating to me, somebody who uh, who got, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm very, I'm not necessarily an agorist yet, but you're attracting me to it. But I definitely am a, <laughs> a libertarian, right? And uh, and it, it got me, it got me... Uh, you know, the, the journey to libertarianism was about step by step of the recognition of the complete utter incompetence uh, of, of government and how society is organized. And working in Hollywood, I saw that because Hollywood is its own government, right? And working within the studio system, you understand how how really it's 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 what is what is it what is the Greek word cacistocracy, the rule by the worst amongst us, yes. right? That's what you go. That's what we're going through. And so it led me to that place of we got to yeah, everyone just everyone do their own thing, man. <laughs> these people these these people are in charge. We're all done. Yeah, exactly. That's sort of my point with everybody is like if you look at like politics, it's like a magnet for like the lowest members of society. It's just they're just naturally drawn to it like a moth like is to a flame. So why would we want to engage these people? And that, that's why I try to tell people just opt out, you know, like stop stop playing their game and, and play your own game. Be be your own boss. Be your own. Well, well, well you were proven you know? right. I had deregistered to vote because I'm so disgusted by everything. I'd said lost faith after Obama because I had passions vote Obama, and then like within two days, I was like, "Yeah, hey, let's put all the Goldman Sachs dudes in charge." You know, here's my here's my conference. Yeah, right. I was like, "Wait, this is just George Bush again." I was like, "What is this?" The right? Goldman Sachs so, guys are always in charge. Yeah, well, that's how it works, right? So I was They're like, "Always, yeah." So this is basically like this a, dude like is just a, George Bush with with this with a new face, right? And so I I deregistered, and then I re-registered to vote finally. To, to vote in the you know to vote in this uh, California recall only to have this alleged end result which I'm not so sure I believe that he that he wins with his overwhelming support which I don't see anywhere uh, even in Hollywood I don't see it so I was like all right I'm back out again because this, the system don't work it just doesn't work yeah yeah see that that's what happened to me I got eventually I became so frustrated that I was just like enough is enough and I was like working within the libertarian party and I saw mm -hmm. how dysfunctional that's a whole nother, that's a whole completely different side. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that, you that's talk a, real a lot mess. of smack about the Libertarian Party. I noticed that. <laughs> well deservedly too. They they deserve all of my criticisms. But yeah, it's just it's just an absolute mess. And how people some people don't see it, I'll never understand. I think a lot of people are seeing that recently. I mean, I, it's getting harder 
to not see that. Yeah. It's just getting more obvious. I mean, especially like you were talking about the Gavin Newsom thing here. Well, just the Trump election and all the shenanigans and then the Gavin. He, you're right about every I, I'm in a bunch of groups on Facebook of people mm-hmm. pissed off about and these are Democrats. Yeah. So mad about what's going on in this state. It seemed like it was going to be a landslide and then it just isn't. And well, then we're just supposed I to be like, it oh, okay, I guess. It all, it's all, as Stalin said, it matters who counts the votes, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know one person in the whole state of California who voted for Gavin Newsom. Everybody I know in California was like, gung-ho, let's get rid of this guy. We need him gone immediately. Well, yeah, and it's it not just coming from the bubbles on the right. Like, I mean, I'm talking about people on the left no, it, it, hate this it, guy. In Hollywood. Yeah. You know, powerful talent managers who represent A-list talent. One of them texted me and said, Gavin Newsom is an absolute scumbag. And these people all publicly have to proclaim they're supporting him because, you know, the Hollywood system, right? But they're all privately voting against him. So I don't believe that outcome. <laughs> there were so many, you know, that AB5 thing, that yeah. gig economy law. I mean, that's where they oh, yeah. lost a lot of people because people across all these entertainment fields and design and art fields and all the people typically on the left yeah the m- middle class lefties uh man they were so mad about 85 well they went from middle class to lower class which is kind of the plan of communism right <laughs> that's yeah, how or they left the state right? because they can't work here because they were kickers, there's, there's no know? way this guy won a real election when the state of California just lost a congressional seat because the first time in history its population <laughs> contracted last year because people are getting the hell out of here, right? And I know people in the L.A. Hollywood people just fled and moved to Florida and resettled in Tampa, right? Because they can write from anywhere and send their scripts, right? So this is all, to use a phrase to annoy Carter, this is all the apocalypse. Use a religious phrase. It's apocalypse. Using the Greek or... Oh, that doesn't annoy me. That's okay. I'm glad it doesn't. So, but, but apocalypse, not in the sense of the end of the world, but in the sense of the original Greek meaning of the term, which is the it's the unveiling. It's the revelation of truths. So we are at a moment in history where everything of how this world actually works is becoming quite clear. And yet the lie continues, right? You know, And so we're facing, we're facing that. We all know it's a lie now. So how do, you know, how do we move forward with this? You know, the left has always been pretending to be about the working man, um, and they've actually always been elitist snobs that want to control the working man. They've never, they've never in their history ever, starting with Karl Marx, who was not a working man uh, by his own definition, they've never been about the working man. They've always been leftist, like they've always been elitist snobs thinking that they know better. And... One one thing I do like, there's a silver lining about all this, which is I think a lot of people, not just in the U.S., you see it in Australia right now with this, um, all the construction workers being harassed by the cops and everything. Like everyone's finally realizing, oh, the left, the left are the elitist snobs. They're not about the, oh my God, they're not on my side. And I, it's wonderful that people are waking up to that. Well, think about like, like the minimum wage law that was just a big deal in, um, California with this whole like Larry Elder brought it up and yeah. credit to him for doing it but like what is there could not be a more elitist law than the minimum wage law it's essentially telling people that hey look I know you're too dumb to determine your hourly worth but thank God for you that you have all these benevolent and wise politicians to figure out how much your your body's worth on an hourly basis for you 
But I mean, that's like the, that's that's like the case with all of their policies, like gun control. Right? You're too yeah. dumb to actually own a gun. It's you're not you're not smart enough to to properly handle a firearm. So we're going to ban it for you. Well, and and, and not- the minimum yeah, and the minimum wage is, <laughs> is is a means of again creating that elite, you, you know, and creating class stratification because all of it, yeah. Let's say I got, I mean. I once explained this to one of my Hollywood fake communist friends who's got a really nice house, but he's a he's a communist, right? I said, okay, let's look at this very simply. I because he works on a TV show. You were so you have a budget on your TV show. Let's just say you have a budget of a hundred dollars to hire writers, and you're told the minimum wage is twenty dollars. So how many writers can you hire? You can hire up to five, right? So if the if you didn't have that restriction. And you figured out that you know there were ten great people that would be happily take ten bucks. You'd hire them, wouldn't you? At ten bucks, you would benefit, and you would have ten great people that are that can make it work with ten bucks and are fine with that. Wouldn't that be a better for everyone to have ten people working at a wage that they're comfortable with? He's like, oh, I never thought about it that way. It's like it's like that Julia Roberts meme where like she's just like trying to like do calculations. <laughs> sorry, I, I think in memes. I'm sorry. <laughs> he went back to his mansion. You know, like, talked about. I'm glad those BLM people are fighting over there for their rights and turning down that neighborhood. <laughs> but like, wait a sec, like, you're kind even... of blowing my. Is that Julia Roberts in that meme? I know exactly yeah, what no, it, you're it talking like about. It's uh, yes. it's, uh, it's, it's kind it's of an unrecognizable Julia Roberts. She no, it's looks, Winona yes. Ryder. It's Winona Ryder at the Oscars who's like trying to figure things out, right? Isn't that no, it's Ryder? like a math no. math problem. Oh, okay. it's Julia Roberts. Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh my right. gosh. Well, there's a Winona Ryder one where she's confused at the Oscars. I'm like, what? What's happening? Yeah. See, if you had oh, that's you had like the GIF online, where she moves. Yeah. 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 If you had if you had wrote that on Twitter, then I would have responded with that meme. Ah, okay. So you haven't. <laughs> <then. laughs> I'm so sad that I'm banned from Twitter because your your account was on. I I got I when did you get banned? I got banned twice. I got banned in, at the end of February when I went up against uh, some of the power players of Lucasfilm. I'm a pretty big critic of the new Star Wars for exactly these kind of pathological ideologies they're putting into it, right? And I was becoming a bit of a bit of a problem because I'm actually a working screenwriter with real credits, right? Who's actually in the game to have me out there saying that. So suddenly I got a notice out of nowhere after I made a criticism about Kathleen Kennedy's management of Star Wars. I get a notice from from uh, Twitter saying, you know, we're banning you for promoting spam. I'm like, spam. Right, so I came back on on another uh, under under a new name, and I hid from the the evil forces for a while, for about three months, and I followed you again. And then I made the mistake of getting into a war with some lawyer representing uh, Facebook and Facebook's efforts to control our information. So right after I criticized Facebook, I got banned again for promoting spam, and away we go. <laughs> well, if you didn't like if you didn't like the new Star Wars, wait until you find out about the new James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you brought this up, well, Sal, because I, there's said. The, well, actually, so Daniel Craig actually, I was pleasantly surprised that Daniel Craig came out and said, actually, James Bond should not be a woman. I think he said something like. There's plenty of you could like write a good part for a woman. You don't have to make James Bond a woman. Like, yeah, in you fact, want. You write better part. He actually said better parts for minorities and for women, uh, which is always yeah. what I was saying. You know, they, they are allegedly giving the 007 moniker to this uh, to to this the lovely black lady who's playing who's playing this uh, other spy. But I'm like, you know what? What's going to happen at the end of this movie, if this franchise is going to survive, is that she's going to get killed off. Or she's going to be reassigned, and James is going to get his 007 number back, which is quite disrespectful to that actress. Why don't you just make her 005, and she could have a continuing role, right? Right. You could have a whole 00 series with a woman 
like with a female lead that's double O whatever she is, yes. and she's still one of the special, I guess, nine agents yeah. and has her well, own, was, uh, you know, thing. Some woman, some like host of like the BBC, some news show, she was mm -hmm. like some black chick and she was mm -hmm. like, stop trying to crowbar us into these like existing roles yeah. and create new like roles for black women. And like my whole thing was there are like certain roles for black yeah. women out there that they just... Hollywood doesn't pay attention to like, um, I don't know, like Foxy Brown in the seventies or like, I'm sure you could think of some more, but create more of them. This well, well the point. perfect example is is Captain Marvel who was played by the lovely progressive Brie Larson, right? The original character yeah. was a black woman in the comics. The blonde version came later. It right. was a black woman that was Captain Marvel, <laughs> you know? And then they're like, oh, we can't have a black woman the first time we produce this character. Let's get this blonde chick who said all the right things. Let's put her out there as Captain Marvel. And the black woman is their supporting character in the movie. What's that really cool movie with um, where she plays like she's blonde and it's blonde something. They have all the 80s music in it. She's a spy. Ooh, she's it a takes spy? place in East Germany during the fall of the wall. Wait, wait. Are, 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 are you talking about Atomic Blonde? Atomic Blonde, yeah. Charlie it is Theron. so yeah. good. That is a great movie, and it's a great character. I want to see that. It's character. a great character. It's a great spy film, and the whole—it's a good movie. Everyone should watch it. But, um, and, but again, yeah, why do you have to? Why can't you make a new character? That's a great point that Daniel Craig makes. Why do women want to be shoehorned into a man's role rather right. than have a part written that's a feminine female part? Well, I think it's because it's about destruction of value. They want to destroy them. There's a there's a character there that they want torn down. They don't like James Bond. They don't like what he stands for. They don't like his masculinity. They need to destroy James Bond, and you have to do that. You can't just do it by banning him. You got to do it by changing him into something that he's not. Yeah, and and you have yeah, to take, and the feminine is taken away as well because part of the fun of it was the Bond girls and the Bond right, girls right. were seductive and sexy and feminine, and now they all got to be kick ass guy looking yeah. girls, right? So yeah. Yeah, it destroys that. James, one thing about James Bond. By the way, I think the the producer or the director of the latest James Bond said something like, he basically said, "Well, Sean Connery, Sean Connery's Bond was basically a rapist, right?" Yeah, so they they that. have this saw that. <laughs> right. They have this view of of the the male female dynamic. And look, there were there were times when he he was a little bit pushy. But if you put this in context, like. Women denying and men pushing was part of the dynamic that was. Well, that you know, told, especially in the seventies. And we watched Three Days right. of the Condor. There's this entire story arc where where Robert Redford is essentially kidnapping a, a woman as he's running from the CIA, and then essentially, you know, one way to look at that movie is he's he's forcing himself on her. Another way to look at this movie is she's very attracted to him but can't say it right, which is what he's right. implying in that movie. So yeah, but right, you know, which like, is how it was culturally. Sorry, go ahead. It, 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 it's interesting because this forced feminization <clears throat> is true in, in Hollywood, but when it gets to MMA, then it's completely fine to beat the shit out of women and to watch a man do it and pay $100 to, to watch this whole <laughs> oh, experience. That makes I mean, sick. Did anyone watch that? I mean, that the, just the idea of it was horrifying to me. Did people it actually is. It was just that? like, it's there was horrifying. like a screenshot of he, like, this, he's got her in a headlock and he's just like beating the crap out of her. I'm like, I, I'm, what's I'm, going I'm, on here? If I, I saw I this can't in public, figure out I what women would out. subject themselves to that. Like, why, why do the women stay and get beat up? They should I, just say, I'm not doing this. They should just, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. Well, the best was, the best was, did you guys see the, um, ah, shit, it was like the New Zealand weightlifter 
who was like doing squats and then she actually popped the nut while she was like like lifting weights or something like that in mid olympics <laughs> it was like well, I, I did not see that but she I don't did, want to yeah. see that, this... i'm glad to know it exists out there <laughs> did, i'm not even going to say she did that... he have to wear a bikini like is that why they were not fitting in there <laughs> I have no idea how does I don't she still know. have nuts I, I thought that to get into the Olympics, at minimum, you'd have to have had the surgery. Yeah, it looks like you just have to identify at this point. I mean, the Olympics, oh, you just call so yourself, just raise your hand and say, that, that's me. Does, does that boxer, does MMA person still have nuts? Because I looked at them, they don't they don't have breasts. Oh, look like a dude with pink pink hair yeah. and lots of muscles. Well, most... I was like, okay, I don't look like a girl to me in any way, shape, or form. What do I know? Can I, so I, I don't mean to curse, but like, I'll, I'll try to refrain my language here. But um, that... Dude was a former special forces like operator in Afghanistan for like covert operations. Wait, like, who? The MMA? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like it was like girl, a special forces oh, like yeah. badass dude who became a chick and then beat the shit out of some chick live on MMA. Well, I guess he got tired of beating the shit out of some Afghan villagers. Yeah, right. <laughs> he a bunch of Afghan villagers, got a taste for kicking yeah. the ass. <laughs> Courtesy of Joe I know Biden. We, we make the analogy to like the fall of Rome a lot when we look at kind of late stage democracy and that reminds me of like literally watching christians get eaten by lions in the coliseum or whatever the hell else was going it's on just it's like, oh it's yeah let's just watch this special forces dude beat the shit out of a woman yay want some popcorn yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is this is all the fall of rome i mean the romans would be like oh shit man man these guys are doing faster than we did it but the, Ro but the <laughs> romans had better years, roads doing it in a generation <laughs> the romans had better roads the difference is that the romans had better roads yeah better roads. <laughs> that's probably true yeah, the togas were kind of nice I, the dress code was pretty good I, you know the uh, the the bond thing just for a moment because I, yeah. I was thinking about yeah. it and i have a i have a quote here because i was wondering what the actress who's playing the new i guess who maybe will become james bond her name is her last name is lynch um she says i just this quote's fascinating to me because it's it's so revealing about what their attitude she says with bond it could be a man or a woman they could be white black asian mixed race they could be young or old at the end of the day even a two-year-old if even a two-year-old was playing bond everyone would flock to the cinema to see what this two-year-old's gonna do no and no. by the way the answer to that is no uh and then she says <laughs> We are in a place in time where the industry is not just giving audiences what it thinks the audience wants. They're actually giving the audiences what they want to give the audience. That to me is basically the definition of, you know, this, this concept of SJW convergence, where yeah. social justice warriors enter an organization, usurp its primary purpose mm -hmm. and change what it's about. Yeah. That's what that is. It's if you're running a property like Bond, what it's about is making money and and keeping that property going. That's that's the purpose of it. What they're doing is like, we don't care what audiences want. Which, by the way, that's how you fail in capitalism. capitalism yeah, well, that's, by not that's caring crazy. what people want. Not giving people what they want is never a good business strategy. Even under communism, it didn't work. Here, here, let's dig this hole that you don't want. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but I don't want the hole though. <laughs> so, yeah, they're very. She's very blatant about it. I was surprised at how just straightforward like yep we don't care about giving people what they want you know they'll be the first ones lined up and shot too <laughs> i mean i know thanks because well you're, you're, well, you're the useful idiots doing the tear down but when <laughs> but, somebody right. takes over that's really running things they're not going to want these people 
around. Well, you know, oh, we're, we're seeing that right now with with BLM. BLM just comes coming out saying that uh, no force jabs. Right? It's just like now they'll be like, oh, BLM is the enemy. <laughs> yeah. They're a late to the show, BLM. <laughs> if you look around the world, there's not a single dictator that allows weird things like this. You know? No. Yeah. No. And actually, I In think fact, it was it's probably much worse there. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think it was probably Sal that, where I, that made this meme that I saw recently. But maybe it wasn't. But it was. Uh, it was an old picture of. I think it was Soviets, but it, it's, it's some leftist regime. Mm-hmm aiming rifles at the camera basically and it and the caption was something to the i'm butchering it but it was something to the effect of uh the last thing that the communist revolutionaries see right yeah. is like Gun that's what the last, last thing they see the last thing uh, that and, the commune poet sees right yeah. yeah 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 but that's that's been the case in every mm-hmm. leftist takeover and it was something actually that even yuri Bezmenov mentioned when he mm-hmm. defected from the soviet union he was like look guys all these people they're going to be used to bring about the revolution but once the strong man comes in or once the once the you know once the dictator or the actual communist the actual communists take over all those people who are revolutionaries, they're a problem because you don't want revolutionaries. Those are agitators. They're coming after they you. They get shot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's no room for, for poets and artists in the gulag, right? Well, nope. and it's also about deconstruction of values. And one, I read this fascinating book about how under, under the initial days of the revolution in Lenin, there was an aggressive effort to deconstruct family values. You know, because it's coming out of it was conservative Russian Christian culture, and now they're like they want to get them to a new way of thinking. So it was all about you know pretty much orgies and swinging, and everything was being promoted in like 1917, 1918, right? But shortly right. thereafter, like all right, everybody, now you must reproduce for the for the for the revolution, right? And, and, uh, <laughs> for the motherland, that, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, they don't support individualism on a level of like be who you are and be whatever. You... No, that's not no, what, no, a, no. what a communist supports. <laughs> Just going back to what you guys were saying before, did you see Norm Macdonald's quote about, um, well, first they had all of the the late night show hosts do like some like super event about COVID or something like that. And there was like a meme. I didn't make it. Somebody else made it. It was just a Norm Macdonald quote on the top that was, I'm going to butcher the quote, but it was something to the effect of like, bad comedians tell you what you want to hear and good comedians make you laugh and it's yeah. like here's like stephen colbert and jimmy kimmel like lecturing people and like no one's laughing at them they're like crying on television and shit now so well you know I, yeah. with colbert the fascinating thing is and it's all part of the whole hollywood journey is i remember when colbert was the revolutionary guy for speaking up to george bush and actually embarrassing him at one of those roasts right and really going after him now and now george w bush oh, yeah. is a hollywood hero he's a oh, yeah they love him i killed two million people they're, they're rehabilitating him now <laughs> it's like the one thing that they got right over the last two decades was their hatred for george bush and now they're going back on that <laughs> i was like you know Trump, I mean, this this guy ended the wars. This cloud killed two million people. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, but he's the hero now. And I've had this conversation with people in Hollywood. They're like, no, you know, uh, Bush, we got to stop this Trumpism, man. Bush is the way to do it. He's going to get, I was conservative. Like, he ain't going to get to the conservatives. He's going to get to the neocons. <laughs> and, and those, Whenever those you find like, yourself on the same side as George Bush, it's, t- it's time to take a, a pause. Just look around you. <laughs> That's right. What the hell has went wrong? Well, wasn't just a few days ago that there was this thing where where a veteran confronted George George W. in like a yes, public thing? That was good. Oh, and I love that. That was hand so. Hand no, I missed good. this. What is oh this? Oh my gosh. Oh, he berated this veteran. Bush. Uh, Bush was giving a speech somewhere, and this this Iraq vet, who, by the way, nice suit, 
yeah. clean cut guy. And he just starts yelling at Bush about the lying and the WMD. Killed my friends. Yeah. Oh my God. It was great. Oh, wow. He was physically but dragged out. But then the crowd starts booing out. the guy. Like the crowd is like, they're not, they're like, and like Scott Horton said this last night on his show in the vampires, like they weren't booing like the interruption. They were booing the message. Like they were booing the, the, the pro-peace anti-war message, which really goes to show you how brainwashed the average citizen yeah. is today. I mean, I yeah. remember that great moment when that 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 courageous Iraqi dude just threw shoes. The hero, yeah. Push, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. now, now he'd be the villain of the story. <laughs> I, yeah. I spoke at a Tea Party meeting once. So this was like way back in, you know, I think it was like 2014 or yeah. something. And I was making jokes in my thing, you know, I had a bunch of jokes and I had a bunch of anti-Bush jokes and I thought that people were going to laugh and like, like it. And they booed me. <laughs> they booed you for anti-Bush jokes. Party rally? I'm yes. surprised. I, I thought this is the tea party, yeah. you know, they know that. This is party though, right? Uh, yeah, this, this is after, after the guys go, we can, we can milk this. The neocons yeah. come in, as yeah. they always do, they come in and say, we'll just, we'll just take it over in I, city. I right? just took it as, you know, some exactly. people just don't, put it together. I mean, my dad had a Bush calendar on his wall and he's hardcore, you know, right, right sided person. He doesn't like him now, but he really liked him then. And it's, it's just, he wants an icon and you know, he doesn't really want to think too much. That's kind of my take on that. I don't want to disparage my father, but but, but it's a, it's a general, it's a generational thing. And it is interesting to watch people on because i'm forced to be an observer on twitter right so it is interesting watch as an observer locked out of commenting that uh, how many people are beginning to say man i supported bush you know but now i realize i was wrong i mean that's just really hard for people to let go of the bush idea for some reason as these are good guys when bush ran you know if you remember the first time he ran like his platform was we're going to stop nation building and we're going to get spending under control and what did he do he like blew up spending and he was the most nation building president in history right it's like or nation did destroying obama the say that yeah. too yeah, yeah true did didn't yeah. obama say that too yeah well, that's and exactly as obama more civilians than anyone ever before yeah they're all the like, same club yeah all all yeah. i say in hollywood i was like you know they're like we don't support obama i was like yeah, this guy killed more Muslims than, than Bush did, right? Yeah. I mean, with drones, right? I mean, because my mom would be like watching Pakistani TV and all Pakistani TV shows is, here's a village of 10 children killed by an American drone. None Ugh. of which is ever shown in America, right? So See, I like, like to, <clears throat> I like to throw it back at them and be like, wait, are you Islamophobic? You, do you know how many do you know how many, how many Muslims did this guy killed? And then they, like you see, like they give you like they tilt their head like a confused dog. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to respond. Well, it, it, to be fair, everyone in Hollywood is actually Islamophobic. They're left wing Islamophobes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, true, you know, true. As a, as one of the very few practicing Muslims in Hollywood, I can tell you that everyone is liberal except for Islam. Then they're then then they're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. we'll use this. For, the only Muslims that are acceptable now in the town are like you know gender fluid Muslims, which is a thing now. Like all you see all these like twenty year old kids. Up, I went to a screenwriting thing with all these young Muslims, and they're all like, "Everyone, please identify your pronouns." Like, what the fuck am I doing here? What the fuck am I doing? Elon God. Omar, Muslim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, that's exactly it. It's just like it, it was like I said, "What are we doing here?" Because they brought me on as new group, twenty young Muslims that have showed up and were getting <clears throat> staff writer jobs on TV, and they're like, "Everyone, identify your pronouns." And I want to talk to them like, "Why are we doing this pronoun thing? This isn't in Islam." You know, Muslim, Muslam parents are going to yeah. start immigrating to Afghanistan so that they well, don't have to realize you to get my children to Afghanistan yeah. where the Taliban will make sure that just... they don't go for this crazy stuff. 
it, it, it's not just Muslim parents freaking out, Cameron. It's everybody. I mean, did you see the? I'm, 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 we're sort of. I know we're probably hijacking you. I'm sure you had a plan for today's show, Carter. No, no, no. The plan is this, man. You go. It's libertarian. Well, it's algorithm. Did you Did you guys see? It's that, anarchy. Um, yeah, yeah, it's chaos. <laughs> um, shit, what was it? Now, I'm, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, your parents, parents, parents. No, that that lady who gave a speech at the at the. I don't know where it was at the local school board and she was she took a book out of the school library mm -hmm. and read it and it was like a gay porn book and like it was like i'm like you're gonna suck my cock and then we're gonna like have an orange juice all this like filthy filthy shit and it's like available for children to check out and one of the school board members up on their dais like the inquisition like was like cut her mic she's talking too dirty there's children present and it's like, ladies, do you not understand? <laughs> like, do you not get what's going on here, people? Well, it's, like, it's like, I saw this. Maybe you'll make a mean out of this, Sal, but I saw this video yesterday of, of a woman uh, going through New York City subways. I'm from New, I'm a New Yorker from Brooklyn, right? And go, going through New York City subways, and there's all these uh, these OK Cupid ads all over the subway. Yes, I saw that. Promoting all kinds of, the only thing that you don't see is, is a straight relationship. It's all like, well, here, here's gender fluid relationship. On yeah. Cupid. Here's yeah. non-monogamous. And I was like, you know, here, it's just like all these things. And she was just ripping them now. She's like, this well, is and it was really graphic. It, it wasn't just a promotion of alternative sexual yeah. lifestyles. It was yeah. super sexually graphic. Oh, yeah, I saw right lots of tongues. Yeah. Lots of tongues. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, so whatever. It, it, you know, we, we look. We are we are at a crazy place where even Satan's like, "Hey, man, slow it down, man." <laughs> and I start putting in motion, but you just slow it down a little bit. I can't keep up with this. Thing, man. <laughs> True. Well, I mean, I think I, I don't know. I don't know if Sal's Christian or not. Um, I know Sonny's not and I'm not. But um, I think Christians are dealing with the same thing that the Muslims are, uh, which is that like this woke ideology has marched into the the churches. Yeah. And I think just a lot of people just don't know how to defend against it. And they end up converging on the church as if it's a business and usurping the purpose of the religion to be now push this ideology. Um, yeah, we Muslims are facing it in that our children are being raised in this culture with this kind of stuff that's really like, well, what the fuck, man? And but you know, but now it is beginning to get into the the Islamic institutions. Those that are ones that are really want to try to fit in because Muslims have always been like small minority are the people are scared of, and so they're always trying doing their best to fit in and go along with it and just be liked by everybody. And now, so you see some like you know, one of the mosques here is becoming more and more progressive, and I eventually just stopped going uh, because it was they were started they they. They uh, been started promoting gender fluidity. I was like, you know, that actually doesn't. We Muslims, men and women, very separately, and you know, promoting yeah, right. stuff doesn't really work in the religion. It just doesn't. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm out. And people started just leaving the mosque. They're like, okay, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, enjoy your mosque. Enjoy it. Nobody's here. Ho and hopefully, they start their own mosque. We're like, you know, there was yeah, like, a do your own thing. See if you can get anybody else involved. Just do your own thing. See? Exactly. You got your own that's thing. Like, that's how you win. You outcompete them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to suppress. Yeah, all. yeah I just said, okay, you guys, you, this is your space. Ain't my space. It's an unsafe space for me. I'm out, right? <laughs> so, like, here's I'm, the I'm problem not... with this, though. It's like you do outcompete them. I completely agree, Sal. But this is the and this is the anxiety that I've got about, mm -hmm. uh, like free market. I love the free market and I want the free market. And you know, you know me. I'm actually an anarchist, right? So like, I'm all about that. However, what gives me anxiety is the free market doesn't give you the best. It gives you what people want. And if you've got a whole bunch of people who have got their priorities totally inverted and are complete sheep and idiots and just, you know, self-destructive, that's what you get. Uh, 
And I think thing, we're kind though. of in there. That, that, that's it? a good thing. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because the market is really just a way to allocate resources to the most, pr most productive ends. And if somebody's that stupid, if they're that dumb, then they don't deserve to be in charge of resource allocation. But they but, you are. Know, this is the thing. but this is the thing. I'll give you an example again from within my tradition because I speak to it, right? So bad ideas have to play out to be proven to be bad, right? And so there was a movement, you know, amongst the woke Muslim groups who were like, well, it's time to integrate the mosques, right? And so now that you hear about incidences where woke Muslims are getting together and praying together with men and women are praying. Now, the nat the nat one of the reasons, aside from the projected sexist reasons why Muslim men and women pray separately, is the nature of the prayer. We bow. We have our asses up in the air. Most women don't like a guy to, when they're kneeling, to have a guy checking their ass out from behind, right? You know, or being in a position to feel them up. And guess what? That started happening at these integrated settings where suddenly reports of sexual assault, of, of inappropriate touching was happening because the men and women were right next to each other. And the nature of the prayer suddenly made guys go, oh, I, I like her ass in front of me. Maybe I'm- Boy, gonna... that sounds a lot like a lot like the Navy and the military when that happened when they integrated that. <laughs> Now you have men and women on the same ship, and all of a sudden there's like rapings and, and, yeah, and then there's know, I'm, I'm sailors getting pregnant and stuff. And the Taliban are going, oh, this is going to be hard to fight this shit. This is a cakewalk. <laughs> the problem with letting bad ideas play out is it takes a really long time. And because Western civilization has been so productive, we've amassed a large amount of wealth. I know we're massively in debt, but we'll probably just default. So we've we've last, we've we've last we've amassed a large amount of wealth. And so you, we can live on borrowed time for a really long time. This is how socialism works, right? It, it Socialism doesn't rise up generally. You don't get the big communist state rising up from nothing. You first, like, you first let some freedom happen and build up some wealth, and then you take it over and, you know, surf that wave until it peters out and then, you know, start over again. So, I mean, even China recognized this, like they were a third world country. They looked at what the Soviet Union had had been doing. They they watched the Soviet Union start to fall apart and they were like, shit, I guess we need some, we need to build the tax farm. They're not really communists anymore. They're just a really efficient tax farm. Who knows, maybe when they get more wealth, they'll be like, yeah, let's, let's go back to communism. Um, but I think that the reason that gives me anxiety, Sal, is like, yeah, the best idea is like, eventually those resources dry up and you don't have billionaires with horrible ideologies anymore because they couldn't, you know, that wouldn't happen. But I don't know. It takes a long, like, how many generations do I have to wait? Do we have to wait for another 100 million people to die? We may. Well, the issue but isn't necessarily the rich people, I don't think. The, the, the issue is, is that they're buying favors from politicians to stay in their positions of power. So, like, you know, if you think about all these corporations, how many of them would, would maintain their status as corporate behemoths without the bailouts and without the, you know, the loans Fair. from the federal government and stuff like that? If we had a truly and the regulation market, and the, the regulation, right, too, that props up certain businesses. Exactly. Well, that's that's what they all do. Right. They all especially like, um, you know, well, actually, if one I'm of the examples. things I try telling people is like, do you guys think Jeff Bezos supports a, a $15 an hour minimum wage because he's such a nice guy? Or do you think it's more likely he supports it because he knows his competition can't afford the additional yeah, stores? Yeah, he's already destroyed the retail stores. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So wanna, yeah, I yeah. want to actually address for a second a gentleman in the chat who's making a lot of noise. So, gentlemen, oh. number one, if we. It always shows up. The Muslim guy shows up. They're like, that's fucking Muslim guy. Let's do my anti-Islam rant. Okay. So let me just address him. Two things. One, first he's asking, who the hell am I? I'm a screenwriter in Hollywood. I'm a practicing Muslim. I've worked on shows like Sleeper Cell, Nikita, and I have like, you know, you know, 
I've been to the Emmys. So, so I've had a very interesting journey and, uh, and you can look me up on IMDb. Number two, to respond to you, you guys saying, you know, is it just, is it, is it that men would molest women in a mosque or is it just that Islam makes them do that? I was like, no, men can be very sexually inappropriate as other people in the, in the chat are pointing out. In churches, you have molestation because men can be assholes, right? When they're sexually aroused and a woman's ass in their face can make them sexually aroused. And so, you can keep the the uh, anti-Muslim bigotry shit to yourself, it, you know. Shit, it, the, the priests get aroused over little boys. Yeah, and so let's let's just <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? like, assholes like this always show up in the chat. And and no, you're not going to make me convert against Islam on this five minute chat that you've got going here. So we can pro tip, Cameron. Well, we can extend Cameron. it if you're going to convert. <laughs> let's just film the whole thing. <laughs> he's Cameron. solved the problem. He's going to end this religion in a chat because <laughs> he, he's figured out what's wrong with it. Good. So let's keep going. So, Sal, one thing I want to double down on what you said, and I guess Sonny yeah. was talking about it too, right? One of the things that regulations do, which I've mentioned before, which a lot of people just don't get, is they're a massive barrier to entry for smaller companies. Like, you, like once the reason Zuckerberg wants highly regulated uh, social media and has asked for regulation is because then it just makes it that much more difficult for you to start a social media company that competes in your garage because right. complying with regulation is massively expensive. And by the way, complying, it's like an old boys club, right? You have to comply with the regulation. It's super expensive. Most people can't buy in to even talk to the regulators and do the regulation. So now you're also building a relationship and you end up with a revolving door, which the financial industry's got lots of revolving doors back and forth between financial regulators and banks. Um, that's what That's what you want. If you're a, if you're a paranoid billionaire who's got a big company, what you're paranoid about is Sal starting a comp competing company or someone and unseating you. You're trying to protect your position. And the way to protect your position is to hire the guys with guns to make it harder for other people to infringe on your market share. Yeah. Um, just to draw down on that, maybe extrapolate in a larger sense, <clears throat> sort of tied into current events. Look what China did today, banning cryptocurrency, right? <laughs> That's not an accident. That's no. because that's exactly what they're, they're trying to do, what you just described, right? They want to protect their monopoly on currency, so they have to ban all, all competing alternatives. And that's exactly what's going on, even in a larger sense, at like the state with the Fed. And yeah. we see it in all different areas. Every day on the news, you can see, if you know what you're looking for, you can see this all over the news every day. Yeah. China and China and China has said. Oh, don't worry. We're gonna we're developing our own digital cryptocurrency that we can track and control for you. Yeah, exactly. So, you guys can't do it. You guys can't do it, but we can do it. Well, look, right. I mean, this is straightforward right. about being tyrants. So at least they don't hide around. I work in China. <laughs> yeah, I work right. in Beijing. I was like, I love the Chinese people. It's basically a one billion people in a prison. Like, what the fuck is this, right? I mean, working in Beijing, I was like, what, what the hell is going yeah. on? And I asked them. I asked my coworkers in Beijing. I was developing a TV show there. I was like, and it was all censored. Every script had to be read by the government, right? And 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 they would comment on it. And I was like. And they were all grumbling privately about this and that. I was like, well, why don't you guys rise up against this bullshit? They're like, oh, Mao took our guns away. So I was like, oh, that, that was oh yeah, no, they know. <laughs> yeah. they. I mean, my yeah. wife is Chinese. They, they're very well aware of the fact that they're in an authoritarian regime. But I do respect that they're like, yep, we're authoritarians. <laughs> it's like, all right. Like, yeah, they, but, all the people know it. They don't necessarily like it. But they're like, yeah, we're living in an authoritarian regime. Like, now we're going to go about our business. We hate it. Don't know what to do right now. You know, if we're going to speak about it, we have to be outside of the country. Okay. At, at, at like, the risk, of, at the risk of sounding like a like a collectivist, I have to say mm -hmm. it does seem like the Chinese have a higher tolerance for state intervention in their lives than most people oh, I think around so. the world. 
I don't think pointing out cultural differences that are true in general makes you a collector. No, so it's but okay. you know, you know, I, I don't like try. I, I don't like assigning traits or characteristics to individuals because they're part of some group. You know what I mean? Right, right. But it does seem that way to me. Human beings do rebel against those patterns, but they're they're cultural patterns. They they happen. I mean, into individuals that you meet might be different, but I think you can, I, I think this is a mistake a lot of individualists are making that if you generalize about a group that you're applying it to every individual. No, I say that because <clears throat> I don't know how you guys feel about it, but when I saw like the whole stuff going down on the border at Del Rio with the Haitian immigrants, everyone's like, they're going to come here and vote leftist and they're, they just want welfare money. Like get them out of here. And it's like, I know a lot of conservative Haitians, and it's like, how do you oh, yeah. know that they're going to be that way? Much more conservative? Yeah, yeah, very but, much so. But, but it's a group. It, you're not talking about a Haitian. You're talking about twenty thousand Haitians. No, but but I'm going to suggest so, it. I, no, I wait, do want to comment on a second. Something. Hang on, let me finish. I'll let you finish. Now. I believe that that is a true thing that you can look at twenty thousand people and and look back at their country. And I mean, but I don't really know what Haitians think. I don't. I don't have my finger on the Haitian pulse, but you have Cubans who are majority Republican. Um, so it, it's not a racial thing. It's a cultural thing. And just look at Minneapolis and what's happened there after 60,000 Somalis got dropped into the middle of the city. True, true. But I would hate to be that one Haitian dude who is getting his rights denied to him because he's, he's there. Someone's generalizing about him in an incorrect way. But, all right, so yeah, I want to comment here. Too. Tough, tough luck. <laughs> I, I want to comment on this uh, because there's a lot of comments. You know, people are worried about the Afghans coming in. You know, I know a lot of Afghan immigrants here, and they're pretty fucking conservative, right? <laughs> you know, because they're traditional Muslims. Most of them are not, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, one of the things that we're already beginning to witness is that that Democrats are beginning to become increasingly concerned that the Latinos they brought in are now signing up to be Republicans. I saw that right? the other day. Yeah. It's like, it's, especially it's, among Latino men. Apparently, yeah. it's like a huge percentage of of South and Central. Yeah. Uh, they are traditional people. Like the, the Latinos I know in Hollywood tended to be conservative. The ones that work in the industry, they tend to be very conservative, not just the Cubans. So we're talking about Mexican-Americans, talking about people from Guatemala, right? And because immigrants in general are people that are risk takers. They are come here for economic opportunity. Right. This image exactly. of, of, of immigrants coming here to get welfare is not how most of them are. And so my experience, the, the immigrants from the Muslim world are people that want that to come here and bring, and bring conservative Islam here. But that's the not majority true. of people 70, on welfare 75, that's not true. I mean, it is only Look because the majority of people are white. 75% of Hispanic households are are on welfare or, or some kind of government program. And that's wrong. That's wrong. And, hang on, and 35% of white households. I mean, and, and, and I think it's yeah. it's more than, I don't know what the black one is. I'm, I think that Hispanics are on welfare more than blacks. But see, so this is why this, see, this is exactly why I don't like to sort of try to assign traits and characteristics to individuals because now all of a sudden we're like, well, it's you know seventy three percent of Mexicans and twenty percent of blacks and thirty percent of whites, and it's just like let's just group the welfare takers together and say that those people are shit, like whoever they are, right? Like white, black, Chinese, Japanese, yeah. Korean, who cares, right? And then everybody who doesn't. 
all right, then that's a more noble. So sort how of do thing. you do that? How do you do well, that? How you border? do that is is what go back to what Malcolm X said because I'm a huge Malcolm X fan, and most people don't understand what Malcolm X was about. And Malcolm X was very. By clear. the way, you got me to like him because I watched the movie because of you, and he and had I, a lot of great things his to autobiography say. Autobiography is great. His autobiography and, is and he was Malcolm was very opposed to affirmative action. He was opposed to racial uh, quotas. He was opposed to welfare. He said, "This is how the government will enslave you." He said, "That's where the white community. liberal." He said, he said, we were the white over. He said, this is how they will control you. Is you they will take money from them and you will do what they say, right? I remember he, in he, his yeah. autobiography too, he went to Africa mm -hmm. and he ended up meeting white Muslim families yeah. in yeah, Africa. It was, was kind of had this yeah. epiphany that it's not a racial thing. No, exactly. And that's why yeah. he was killed. He was he was not killed by white people. He was killed by black nationalists. He was killed by BLM types who said, this guy's going up against, he came out and said, after Mecca, I no longer believe in racial separatism. And I no longer judge races and just look at, as Sal is saying, individuals, they're like, that's a problem for that guy. To yeah, that. yeah. Oh, and they took yeah. him out. Right? He, was, he was killed in front of his yeah. own children by black nationalists, not by white people. So wait, I want to, I want to play, I, I, I understand both sides of this and I just, I want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's what here's the problem for as far as I can tell fundamentally. When you have a nation, let's rewind a hundred years. When you have a nation in which there's not a welfare state, people don't feel like their their nation's rights, like people their individual rights are being voted away mm -hmm. by mass dumb people who are mm -hmm. unrestrained by uh appear to be unrestrained by the constitution and and unrestrained by federal courts. So when you're in a world in which you do what immigrants don't cost you anything like there's no there's no drain on an on a infrastructure because there is no <laughs> there is no uh socialized infrastructure there is no socialized welfare socialized medicine like it doesn't matter right when you're in that kind of a society you can say come on in everyone just add value or you're not gonna be able to make it here right? add value where you leave and i think a third of the immigrants that came in 100 years ago went home and left because they they didn't they didn't like it they liked the idea of freedom they came and they left the problem is and this is where i saw this is where i understand and sympathize with this and i don't know what the solution in, exactly is but the problem is we are we are in like it or not i know sal and i maybe don't love it but we're in a country we are we are a country. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Fair. We're in a country. Um, that country used to be much more free and is rapidly committing suicide. Um, it we do have a bloated welfare state, and the the immigrants are being used by leftists to push political agendas. They are being used by that. Um, and so I think a lot of people say, well, look. I am okay with the idea of of people coming in in general, but we've got to fix we've got to fix our system first so that we don't have to worry about whether an individual is going to come in and do this or that or how they're going to vote because they can vote my rights away or what what burden they're going to put on on our culture so or on our infrastructure costs or anything. I I and I think the problem is a lot of people when they speak up like Sonny is and say like well. They're using a lot of welfare and they're more likely to vote X, Y, and Z, or this is going to happen. They get labeled as xenophobic and it's not xenophobia. It's concern over losing the few freedoms that we have left. And when you're inviting, and by the way, a lot of these immigrants are being invited in or paid for by some of these deep state cathedral people we're talking about. When you're inviting them in and 
and using them as a political weapon, it makes sense to oppose it, right? And I, yeah, and that's but, where this gets complicated. But but could you and imagine, also, Carter? Way, we block immigration of people who are educated, of people who who have jobs like waiting for them here. We block that immigration. So, but, but could could you imagine though if one NAT violation begot the next? We would be exactly where we are today, right? Isn't that the same argument that Democrats make? No, it's not. So no. So here's the difference with the the NAP violation. So this is where I don't like the NAP violation argument. Here, we're in a room where the mafia has us at gunpoint. I'm allowed to use whatever force I want to get myself out of this fucking room with a fucking gun. You cannot tell me you're not allowed to force not let those people in at gunpoint or do this at gunpoint. I'm under duress. I am being yeah. held at gunpoint. I do not, you cannot say you morally have to do this or that. Once I'm being held at gunpoint, all bets are off. I can do whatever I want to try and get out from being self -defense, held though. at gunpoint. That's self-defense. That's my point. This is self-defense. I don't see well, where we're yeah, but, yeah, but here's the thing, though. When, when a migrant crosses an arbitrary line imposed by political fiat, it's on you to stop them. They're not, they aren't the ones initiating violence. It's on you to say to them, hey, stop what you're doing or else I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become violent with you. In, the, in that situation, you are the violence initiator. And that is what, that's, what, that's what I'm Well, I'm not I'm proposing to... that we do that. I'm, I'm saying the mafia, look, think of it this any way. You're in the room. From, any, <clears throat> any deviation you're in the room with the mafia boss. Must necessarily endorse the initiation of force. Let, let me put it this way. You're in a room with a mafia boss. Now, normally but in this not, room, I would let but people. we're not. We are. That's the federal government. They're the mafia boss. Okay. They've, they've got me at gunpoint. They've got you at gunpoint. They can control who comes in the room or doesn't come in the room. They have everyone at gunpoint. I don't like being in the room with them. I wish they weren't having holding me at gunpoint. I wish they weren't doing any of this, but they are. That's my Same. situation. Now, they say, hey, I'm going to pretend that you guys have a little bit of control. We're going to have a conversation about what I who I should shoot and who I shouldn't shoot. Or what I who I should let in the door and who I shouldn't. Now, I've got... I've got some people that like me holding the gun, a group that on average likes me holding the gun, that I could let them in. Um, or I have this other group here that really opposes me holding the gun, and actually I want to keep them out. And <laughs> my argument is like, if I say, yeah, don't let your friends in, I'm opposed to you letting your friends in, keep your friends out. I'm not initiating the use of force. I'm, I'm acting in self-defense, and really all I'm doing is asking them to act against their own interests because they're the mafia. But, but so, um, let's, so let's assume that like all the migrants are like, as you say, they, they could have potential to to initiate violence or something like that, or, or they're holding people. I'm not talking about whatever. that. I'm just talking I'm, about I'm just saying, like, let's, let's, increase the power of the mafia boss in the room. That's what they have the potential to do. You're saying that they would essentially come up and give these guys more soldiers <clears throat> uh, for yeah. the guy that's holding the gun. I understand. Yeah. I understand that. But, but here's the thing. One of those people isn't going to do that. And you don't have the right to t say, hey, 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 because you look like the guys who I'm concerned about, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be violent with you. I'm going to initiate force against you. I'm not saying that. Right to initiate violence no, on an well, otherwise peaceful person. But why don't you I'm, have. OK, it, using Carter's analogy, like say you're in the room and yeah. you're in this emergency situation. And, and yeah, of course. Yes. Non, right. We can talk so about you're like, non emergency immigration. If someone's like, got a gun to room. your head. You can do yeah. anything you want. It's self-defense. And there's That's 10 my guys point. outside, and there are 10 <laughs> mafia guys. But the migrants aren't holding a gun to anybody's head. One of them's really a nice guy and probably won't hurt you. You don't know that. You just know that he's part of this gang. So, like, this dude on YouTube is like, it's, 
I mean, the, the dude on YouTube was like, "This is our house. We get we get to decide who comes in." It's not though. That's communism. That's socialism. None of this belongs to where I'm socialism. at. Doesn't belong to I mean, where to you, you where you're you can't, at. You can't. Equate sure, it is. Every, it's a whole property in common. Is the definition. You can't equate every nation ever on earth as a communist or a, I mean that's the fact That's exactly what nation. they are. That's ex they're all socialists. So all governments are socialists by nature because they hold property. So let's, so let's look at it from incentives. So let's that look at it. Yes. I've been quiet yes. for a while. Now. Every border. Yes. And I'm the immigrant, right? I was born yeah. in Pakistan, immigrated when I was three years old, became a citizen when I was 21, right? Uh, and so uh, I was a permanent resident all the way through college and grew up here and you know, didn't even speak Urdu, but I was a, not a citizen until I was 21. So uh, from that perspective, right, I think that if we get back to incentives, which is, you know, where that conversation we're having, I think someone put a Milton Friedman quote here, which is saying you cannot have both a welfare state and and uh, open immigration at the same time. So right. and I agree with that. I think once you create in uh, the, the issue, this entire discussion that we're having would go away if the issue that is concerning people, which is that someone coming up and joining this gang, which is what's concerning, uh, you know, your Carter here, is taken away when the incentive to join that gang is taken away. Because how is that gang getting people to join? It's with candy. Come join. I'll give you money. I'll pay okay, you. but Cameron, if we, can, if, we can, if we can restrict a migrant's, lights, a migrant's rights because he may be violent or he may do something wrong, then why can't we restrict your gun rights because you might use the gun wrong? So why can't why we restrict your, your driving rights because you might drive wrong? I'm about fixing the, the incentive, which, which is the issue that everyone has a problem with because – Historically, you come here, you can't make it, you leave, right? But isn't I that mean, the same thing as a Democrat saying, well, then we right. have to fix the, the No, no, it's not. So, Sal, here's, here's the difference. And and again, I fundamentally am an anarchist. So I'm, I'm Sir, the I'm premise I'm the most here. radical person in the room. I apologize. No, <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. This is how we have this. This is what we're I'm, not doing in the society. We need to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm saying if you if you want to have a state, I don't. But if you want to have, if you're going to, we're having a conversation of, we have a state. Like, that, okay. Okay. Hold state. on. But we have a state. Yes. We have a state. And this is where we are. And I don't think Sal or I are going to win the no state argument anytime soon. So we have a state. Um, this is I where we are. I have a question for you, no staters in a minute. Okay. Hold on. But if Maybe we're going to have a state. Islamic state argument. We'll get to that one. <laughs> States have you know, borders. We'll just have an Islamic state. That'll solve it. But we'll have that conversation about that. States have borders. If you're going to have a, if you're going to have a country, it does have borders. That's a part of the definition of a country. And you, and if you're, if you're one of these people who's a, a minarchist or trying to have the most free government possible, or as I think right an here. objectivist would say, a proper government, right? Okay. I'm a minarchist. That's okay, great. My, then yeah. you need to make sure that you very carefully control what can happen in that, like what can happen rights-wise, like. Certain laws can't be passed. There's there's rights that can't be violated. You you need to set up some. Now I don't think that ultimately ever works. So that's a separate issue. But that's the goal. That's the stated goal. We want a a government that protects individual rights. Usually the argument is we, they need to do national defense and um, some sort of you know policing from homicides and and mm. I don't know what else. Not not much. That's I, I know. That, that, but that's the argument usually, right? <laughs> if you're gonna have that, if you're gonna have that environment. Which I do prefer to full-on communism, by the way. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I would prefer that. If you're going to have that environment, you need to have borders and you need to worry about how a person entering affects the stability uh, yeah, but, but of, point, of that legal system. At this point, we're just debating the, 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 the proper administration of a socialist system. That's all it is. 
I wouldn't use the we, word we, socialist. I would use maybe it could be authoritarian, whatever. But yes, we are a collectivist system. Well, we all, are all debating. Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, like all, all borders are property issues. that's held in common. The the question of immigration is like two separate time. It's like now and, and reality and what is going on today versus like what's the ideal, you know? And I feel like it gets mixed. Right now, as Carter has said, we have this situation. I feel like our fingers are in the dike and it the country's half and half. And thank God there's still a half left that doesn't want to control everything I'm doing. You know, Where the is other this one half? Because to... I would love to go there. Okay, maybe it's 25%. <laughs> the Send me there. Every... It's sprinkled. But the people who are in the power centers are all of these Democrats. They, they control the media, the entertainment, the universities. Uh, most of the bureaucracy, like the D.C. bureaucracy. A lot and... of people, I think a lot of the trouble comes in because a lot of people, for some reason, confuse property lines with state borders. Right, the former is legitimate and the latter is not, right? So your property line is the only true border. A state border, a property cannot be held in common, it's illegitimate. So that demarcation of gang territory is meaningless. The only actual border is, is your, your property line, that's it. That's a real border and yes, you can stop people from coming on there, you can tell them that I'm only letting people come on if they have a pink shirt, whatever, you can make the rules up, but you can't do that when you don't own the property. I think that's that, that that's really well, the and, and so I've I, seen on some of the people on like the the Mises.org website, which I'm a big fan of, right? Some people arguing there that you know the best way to control immigration is that the entire border be private property, right? And then people can just say you can't come on my land, right? You know, and then that that solves that problem, right? That's so wonderful. You know, no, no, I was gonna say that that's wonderful and all, but the the, the issue is that there's gonna be land land along the border that isn't privately owned. So like unless somebody comes along and homesteads it, which is how you create private property, then it's gonna remain unowned land. And if somebody wants to walk through there, neither you nor I or anyone else has a right to shoot someone or detain them or kidnap a woman and a child because they were walking on that property. Let's say there is just for argument's sake, what if it was all privately owned? Well, then if somebody calls them across my property and I don't give, they don't have permission, then they, they have Can a big problem. Them? Yeah. Yeah. You do whatever the hell you want. It's your property. <laughs> I, I think, I think, you know, obviously force should be used in proportion to the crime committed, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a property rights fundamentalist. What if I'm a, I, I mean, I guess I do equate it with a property line. I really do. The border. Um, like what if I'm a person that wants to create a group and like a commune, mm -hmm. like a Waco commune, you know, mm -hmm. and I got all these people and I have a, I, I own this property. Don't have a dog. Step one. Don't own dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Let's say this is my property and there's a border and I defend it. What is the difference between that group of people getting together and deciding to live together in a in an area and have a border on a property. Voluntary consent. The, the difference is voluntary consent. They've they've consented to, to be it's there. Scale. It's scale though, right? And and so a republic, for example, is a bunch of smaller areas with borders that have decided to get together and maybe do some stuff. Nationally. I didn't. 
I, I live in I live in a quote unquote republic. I never decided shit. I wanted to decide to get out of here. We don't live in a republic, but we don't anymore live in a republic. Well, what, I mean, whatever we live in, I want out, and I'm not allowed to get out. Well, so you, you, that, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't sign the Constitution in 1789. But, but if you ask him, I did sign the social contract. What What is the difference Consent. besides scale of Consent. a state or? A little area oh, within a state. People are willingly coming onto this commune by their own choice. They're not, you know, the question that becomes well, well, multi-generational. Is whoever owns generation. that property, whoever owns that property has set up the commune. They've invited people on. You, you, they're allowed there, right? If, in, if it's unowned property, there's no one to, to restrict or, or grant entrance. So what you are advocating is basically um, monarchy. No, full, I'm, I'm advocating full-on market anarchy. But that's but what you just said. Okay, I own this property. I invite people in. They can live there. I'll protect them. Uh, I'll I'll protect the border. It's, a, it's just like today with your and, house. And if you don't like it, if you don't like it, go live in another property with a with their own CEO who owns a property. Like that's a that's a kingdom. That's, Those you, are little kingdoms. You just kingdoms. described your neighborhood. That's your neighborhood. That's that's your these house. Are, these are little kingdoms, though. Yes, your house is. You ever hear this? I'm the king of the castle. That's where the phrase comes from, right? So it's my, like yeah. your house. Let's say my let's say my property is the entire town of Laguna Beach. Congratulations, invite, you are rich, and, and you were able and to I sustain invite my friends. That. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, but this is how it would eventually evolve. I invite my friends or the people I like or the people I agree with. They come here. I give them a gun. I say, "Help me protect our border." Our, my your land, border. my land, your, your yeah. land. Yeah. I'm in charge. I make all the rules. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send out a freaking newsletter every week telling everybody what I want. But what gives you the right to do that? What gives you the right to do it's that? My land. You're the, it's my property. Exactly, exactly. The land along the border isn't. You don't have the right to do that because it's not your property. But I just made a border. The only no, no, but is but Sonny, it's consent. No, it's not scale. It's consent. So your friends consent that they don't own yeah. anything when they come live into your town. Like, okay. oh. I don't actually own this. Sunny does. She makes okay. all the rules. I've consented to do this. There I, was I not consent. Even at the founding of America, there was not universal consent. Certainly, okay, there can't be universal consent 250 years later. But that first group, like, let's say it's, you know, it's a, it's a small group. It, okay, it's my property. A certain number of people consent. If you don't like it, you move to another property that another person owns, and they're doing things the way that Well, you, you don't have to them. move. You just never move or there. You get, or you get, or you, no, but, like. Let's you say can't just say it's parents. now mine. Move if you don't like it. You have to start with it's mine. No one's here. You're welcome to move to me if you consent. Yeah. You can't just be okay, like so I'm taking over. These... And if you don't no, consent, f you. I right? Like... No, I'm not arguing with that. Okay. But okay. So I have this property. I've invited people to come. They have children. Those children grow up. My kids inherit my property. Those kids grow up. They don't like what my kids are doing with our property. Mm -hmm. And they want to change it. Well, just leave, right? Go to the next, go get your own property or join somebody else's commune on their property, right? I think if you started with voluntary consent, that's probably the way the it would go. The country isn't a commune, though. The, 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 the main difference between the example that you're giving and the border is ownership, property ownership. It's scale. Like you, it's pure You scale. own that land, though. But you own no, the land No, no, it's your not example. scale. Let's say no one owns the land. Let's say it's 100% privately owned. Every every lot is spoken for in America. Let's just say. And that's wonderful. Then you're right. I agree with you. Then if you want immigrants, you can you can invite them. If you don't want them, you don't have to don't have to come. I and that under that under those pretenses, I agree with you. You can invite or disinvite anyone you please. 
Yeah. Yes. And then they have to leave and go move if they don't like it. They 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 have a right to leave. They have a right to go get their own property, buy it, or join another group that's doing something that they prefer, right? Or homestead property, to, right? I'm yes, not sure I'm what the I'm not sure what the leave part is. Like in this in this imaginary thing where where all 100% of the property in the U.S. is privately owned, no one has to leave their property. Now, so, if they would leave no, to step off of their property, property. It, not everybody's oh, okay. going to own property. Oh, fair. Don't okay, then, property. then yes. If they don't own property, they can be voluntarily ostracized by literally everyone, and they have nowhere to go, and they've got to leave. That's that could happen. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously they can no, be I'm renting. No, I'm not even suggesting or... that. No, I'm not suggesting they don't have a place to go. I'm saying you can kick them out. You cannot let people in to your property at, at your will. Right. They have to leave. They have to find somebody who's willing to take them into their property, or they have to buy property. Right. Right. So I'm just what I'm trying to say is that situation is like a bunch of little kingdoms. Yeah. If there's okay. no government, yeah, sure. if there's no government, mm -hmm. sure. that's a situation of a very a bunch of kingdoms. It's, it's, it's little it's kingdoms. similar to feudalism, basically. Yes. It sounds like feudalism to me. Yes. It's a government. But it's a government by kings or CEOs or well, well, the well, property the owners. Feudalism is that you. I would suggest many of them were not the feudal fiefdoms were not created through consent. It was literally just the, the warlord came and said, "You're all going to work the land." And that's, to me, that's what anarchy and always becomes. You couldn't it change it. Yeah, you couldn't negotiate a way out of that situation. But You're Sonny, isn't trapped? Yeah. Let's say is, my neighboring kingdom of mm -hmm. Newport Beach is stronger mm -hmm. than my kingdom of Laguna Beach, mm -hmm. and the Newport Beach king. Oh, you got to read an Decides to <laughs> absorb Laguna Beach. Hang on. There's mm -hmm. nobody to protect me except me, and I'm just weaker. And no, so, therefore, no, because because I'm way up in the Bay Area, and I'll this sign is... an agreement with you, a mutual defense agreement. In fact, if we can find all the people in California who own their little kingdoms who will sign mutual defense agreements and say, "Look, no one's allowed to go raid other people's kingdoms. And if you do, we're all going to come up and open up some whip ass." Okay, on you. I mean that's something. But this is a th th no. That's a good point that, that you bring up. Like that's something like England that... in the in the 900s. This is what a lot of like proponents or opponents of anarchism always like fall back on like, well, how are we going to mitigate disputes and stuff like that? How could this happen without like police and courts and stuff like that? But the truth is like the system we have today is absolutely absurd. They do a very poor job of protecting your property rights. And if all of these things were privatized, you do, you do, or I absolutely agree with that. I mean, we're not yeah, living, so in, in, a privatized living system, in a fascist would, dictatorship. So, so right. now I, I want to. So, to keep our conversation moving, I want to give us an image. Did you all see this? Uh, this visual image. Uh, it was. It was all over Twitter of uh, this video of uh, of a. I think it was British aid worker NGO person teaching Afghan women about conceptual art. Did you all see that? Right. And it was. It was literally no. started. She's, she's doing this lecture. It was part of a documentary, and it's so brilliant because she's doing this lecture and she's showing this early form of conceptual art, which is essentially a urinal with some paint on it, right? And she's talking about the, the deep, profound meanings. This is like in Kabul, before the fall of Kabul, right? Like last year. Okay. And then the camera off the style just pans to the Afghan wearing women who are there at this university wearing full headscarves that are looking and going, the fuck is this shit, right? And they're looking at each other like this crap. And you're like, that's why I don't worry about the Afghan immigrants coming in because they'll be like, what is this crap? What is this woke crap? We're not gonna be part of this crap, you know. So they will all become Republicans. I'm telling you. I, I really okay. personally, I I I would like to get back to living in a republic mm -hmm. where 
and, and I think probably there does need to be a stronger, um, I don't want to say, I, you know, I just, I just wish there was choice. There's no choice, you know, we're stuck. So the, the, with, the difference between, um, the difference between a minarchist and an anarchist is about six months. So we're, I'm going to come back on this show in six months <laughs> and I want to see where you are. <laughs> does that mean you're going to come my direction or I'm going to no, come your no. direction? You're coming, you're coming there's this no direction way. Because there's no boundary. I don't know. Minarchy plus time equals tyranny. Speaking well, of so that, men, yes. that is Speaking definitely of men, what we're I'd like to talk about X-Men's at some point. I mean, you guys heard that they're trying to be X-Men X-Men? Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I just wanted, there's a Lysander Spooner quote, though, that uh, I'm going to butcher that is related to what Al just said, and then we should talk about X-Men, which yes. is, uh, I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like, either the Constitution enabled our current state or it did nothing to prevent our current state. Either way, it's a useless document. And, like, that observation is, I think, an important one to make, and it's why, even though, even though I philosophically am an anarchist it's my concern is actually to not not i don't actually care about a lot of this political discussion what i care about is is the culture and philosophy because better people even in a bad government even in a monarchy if everyone in the monarchy was an individualist we would have a better like i would be happier we would all have a better society we would be more peaceful and if we were in some if we were in total anarchy or even a minarchist government but everyone was a you know weird sjw socialist commie person like it would also suck the people are what make so the right. environment that we're mm -hmm. in they matter more the culture matters more than the politics that's what i'm saying yeah yeah and the philosophy matters more than the culture actually because i think my my Isn't view of it is that philosophy i think philosophy leads to culture um i think philosophy over generations like certain philosophies generate a certain kind of a culture um, and then that culture metastasizes into the political. A lot of it has to do with time preference too, and, and the central bank and how they inflate the currency, and, and you know yes. by, by artificially inducing a high time preference on the people, you create a, a state of cultural degeneracy and, and degenerating morality, which doesn't help anyone. Yeah. All right, let's talk about X Men because Cameron's Cameron's itching to talk about X Men. I'm good because to talk about uh, we'll so talk about what we're moving in to talk about culture. And since Explain I work in Hollywood, happens. I'm watching my industry destroy culture. And X Men is no longer appropriate because the word men is inappropriate now. So it's X person, X they them. Are they actually going to change really. that though? Have they, have they settled on what it should be? Have they? There's word coming out that that people working on the X Men projects are being told internally to stop referring to them as X Men, right? That they might be referred to as the mutants and uh, and things like that. Oh, That's I love where that. the instructions are getting from the studio heads, right? Uh, Why don't they just start calling everything X? They seem to really like the you word know, X. You know, might be a good term. <laughs> but but no, but Latin this is look, this X, is X X. This is this people. is this is look as someone who is a traditional person. Uh, traditional religious person working inside of a crazily fake leftist, you know, communist world here in Hollywood. Uh, this is something I've been watching for 20 years, which is an aggressive effort to deconstruct society. So, you know, the conversation has gone from, you know, trying to give the market what they thought the market wanted, right, to actually telling the market what it should want. Right. Yeah. And so that we saw that we saw that in Star Wars. Now, you know, that burned Star Wars out. Now, apparently, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, 
it went into Marvel. Now it's beginning to poison Marvel. Now it's getting into the X-Men. And all this is, is essentially a bunch of these SJWs are locusts. They come in, yeah. them, they eat everything, they destroy it, and then they fly away, leaving the yeah. remnants. And now it's we're the, watching this. It's the same late stage convergence that we saw at in Bond, but it's actually a little later stage where mm-hmm. they're at the stage of convergence where they actually kill the goose that's laying the golden egg. I was thinking about this earlier today. That So X-Men is a brand. And that brand is worth probably billions. I mean, they've made 3.6 billion just in movies, in profit of movies in the last few years. Like that, the brand itself has got probably in the probably in the billions worth of value, just as a brand. And this is what convergence is, right? They don't care about the business or the property or whatever. They are going to literally, literally kill the brand, not give yep. James Bond a different gender or whatever. Like we are going to take the brand, which is the valuable thing and destroy it i i kind of like it i th- i kind of think this is awesome because they, they would just need to let them destroy everything because eventually they will go out of business themselves and not have are jobs there any just... female brands that the men could take over charlie's angels <laughs> charlie's angels yeah charlie's angels with all friends ufc how about pretty woman <laughs> we oh, are yeah, yeah you yeah. <laughs> there a female ufc which the female ufc yeah <laughs> Female UFC, oh yeah, that's happening, I guess. Women's yeah, women's sports is, is the new. <laughs> well, they start. I mean, again, the reason Charlie's Angels didn't work, and my understanding was, I the movie wasn't that particularly woke. It was a silly Charlie's Angels movies, but it was marketed as you know, you got you you've got these empowered women kicking men's ass, which you know people watch Charlie's Angels because it's hot, sexy women kicking men's ass, right? <laughs> you know, that's why you right. watch that, right? right. It's actually, uh, an an idolification of the feminine, right? Not of you know, it, not of but this it, sort of third wave. But feminism. it wasn't. It also, though, it, it was not kicking men's ass. It wasn't. Well, they, they, some were, they, sort were of like they were fighting criminals. Angry man. Some of the criminals were women. That's correct. And, and those I, are some of the best episodes. Like the episode where Farrah Fawcett went in to that thing with the in the towel. Remember that? that was a good the, the cat fight. Did. Yeah, the cat fight. Um, in the towel. That was a good well, I just started recently rewatching <laughs> the old Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And mm, with Linda Carter, like this yeah. is the old yeah. show. Yeah, and her yeah. one of her main nemesis nemeses in the first few episodes yeah. is a is a woman. There you oh, go. Really? Yeah, he's got it. Secretary that works in the Navy, the spy, the secretary spy. Well, you know, I, I watched the original Wonder Woman movie that started the series, right, again, and it it was set in World War II, but it made me laugh at how you could do that today, where Steve Trevor is basically talking to his boss, like, we got to get a hot secretary boss, and then, Linda, and then you know, Linda Carter shows up as as Princess Diana, with, it's like, ooh, she's a hot secretary. It's like, I don't know if you could do that today. That's like sexist today, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Everything's sexist today. Uh, well, so, well saw, the Wonder Woman, Trevor, you know, she rapes the Steve, Steve Trevor and basically inhabits some, the ghost of Steve Trevor inhabits some random dude's body, and she basically has sex with that dude like, without his consent, right? So, I don't know. I like the 70s fantasy stuff more than the current. I, I like asking the question, what female spaces can men take over and destroy? That's a, yeah. that's always a fun one, because we were doing it to female sports. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. uh yeah i guess i guess we could do it we could do Maybe it elsewhere knitting they is don't... next uh, well knitting. knitting you know the aclu is Quilt helping circles. with taking over uh being pregnant i don't did you see their rewrite yeah. of the rgb quote rbg quote yes no what I'm so ruth bader so there's this. this texas yeah so there's this texas uh um abortion law right 
And of course, they want to speak out against it. And of course, they're going to use um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, status. Corpse. Um, yeah, her corpse. <laughs> they're going to use her corpse, her, her reputation, um, to fight to fight this. And so they have a quote, which is a pro uh, pro choice quote about mm-hmm. women being pregnant. But what they did was they changed woman to person. They put little brackets. And they, they rewrote her quote and they changed whenever she <laughs> referred to women, they changed it to like person, a person being pregnant or whatever. Because that's ACLU's um, crusade for the past year. They've been extremely yeah. strong on on changing gender language, right? They've been extremely, that's been yes. their, their passion. It has crusade. nothing to do with civil liberties, right? So it's, they've completely abandoned all civil liberties and it's only about pop culture at this point. Well, well now, now they're yeah. like mandating the jab is, 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 well, is pro civil liberties like what? What <laughs> the ACLU is for? Yeah, is for they, the they, they come stuff? Up, yes, they yeah, yeah, mandating the jab. They came out with that, yeah. saying that this yeah. is in defense of the liberty of people to not get sick from other people. What? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember when version. they were opposed to the minimum wage, right? I remember when they actually were for civil liberties, and like this yeah. is a long time ago. They know, somewhat principled. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know what they here's here's what I think happened to the ACLU and maybe we can blame people on the right. The the people on the right did like hated the ACLU. I don't know if you remember listening to like uh back in the day like the early days of Rush Limbaugh or whatever he would say card carrying member of the ACLU yeah, it was a yeah. it was a derisive thing to say about someone. Yeah. And yeah. the right, the religious right hated the ACLU because they would support pornographers or whatever and they were like, "Ah, that's too much freedom for us. We don't like it." And so what the ACLU did was they aligned themselves with the left. And and so they didn't really even have to be converged upon. They just became they just became social justice as the left became social justice. They were just all lefties. And I you know, I think I was thinking about this RBG thing. It makes sense, right? Because they're already going to be hated by people on the right or basically non-leftists, so they, they don't have to worry about pissing them off because they're already hated. But what they're worried about is quoting Ruth Bader Ginsburg and using the word woman because they know they've got a virtual signal. They know that someone on the on the left is going to get pissed about the word women being referenced to pregnant. Like that's going to be a problem. So they have to virtue signal and correct that. No one on the left is going to get mad that they put person in brackets. No one on the left cares. And I and and the other thing it does is it allows them to save. So the left has this thing they're doing lately mm-hmm. where they are. They're trying to. Well, it's not. It's not just a thing. It's it's what the it's what Mao did. They're destroying the four olds, right? They're they're trying to hit the reset button on history. And one of the ways they're doing that is they're going after all historical figures that they don't like, which is basically anyone who's a white male who did anything. Um, and they're trying to show them as failing by by the 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 virtue of the moment or whatever today's you know the fad virtuous standard mm-hmm. is this person fails therefore we should rip their stature down and shoot them in the head and whatever like everything's we, we should forget about their memory they're horrible the entire us is horrible but you can't you don't want to do that to the icons that are helpful to you and so you can't say well rbg said women but we have to forgive her because at the time blah 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 now you can't do that that opens up pandora's box to like oh we forgive people in the past no, we can't do that what they have to do instead is rewrite the history she didn't say women she said person who's pregnant like now this allows them to continue their assault on history while still getting to use the corpse of Ruth Bader Ginsburg for whatever their freaking agenda is i i think it makes a lot of sense i'm just 
But but is it's it so, is it true though? You're everything saying, but is it true that the left would there's there is a substantial portion of sort of lefty feminists that aren't on board with this trans thing, right? You know that you know you got J.K. Rowling who was attacked, and they're called turfs. You know, you know they're they're, yeah, they're yeah. term that's used against them. So this is the moment where the left eats itself, right? This is the moment that was coming where there's a lot of women that are like, I voted for Obama, I voted for Biden, I'm a woman, and you can't take over my womanhood. It's beginning. You know, like this is my whole yeah, point as. As an as an anarchist, this is my whole point. Who the hell in the right mind wants to form a society with these lunatics? Why would you want to be part of anything that these people have to do? Like, why would you want just separate and the entire audience is now an anarchist? I don't get excellent it. arguments. Explain to me though, you guys. I don't understand how under anarchy you don't deal with these people. I, I don't understand that. Because go ahead. Do you want to Carter? Well. I, I would say I would say actually nothing protects you from dealing with people of this is the state of people. Um, at least if you're in a society that's free and you've got private property borders and you kind of agree to not deal with these people, you can you can keep them out and not deal with them. But like I said earlier, whether it's a monarchy or anarchy, ultimately what controls the environment you live in is what most people believe in. And if but if isn't that an argument horrible, against an open is. immigration? Because if you can control which cultures in mass think- are coming in and maybe on an individual basis judge people, you know, we used to have pretty rational laws about it where anyone can come if you had like a, a job lined up or at least someone who would sponsor you. There was like a you know, you had to be somewhat of a. You had to show that you sure, were going to be able to take care of yourself. My family was sponsored by Amer- by American citizens, right? I mean, that's how we came, right? I think. Except I think the, the problem key... with H one Bs though is it locks people into sla- it's a, it's almost a form of serfdom, right? Because when you get an H one B and you come right. over here, th- I have a friend th- what that happens went through is, that, and they really yeah, mistreated her. You get stuck into Google, yeah, like you work the, for Google you know, now, and Google's like, you work for me now, and if you if you ever want to if you want to stay in this country, you know, no, you do I mean, what I want. That's how they keep their slaves in Dubai. But, I don't think but that's the way it used to be. I, th- I think once you got here, you could leave your job. But the idea was that you weren't coming here destitute and and becoming like homeless and being yeah, a problem. My for family society. had to show proof that my dad had the possibility of employment here. He had been working a bank yeah. in Karachi and he had a sponsor that was willing to eat all that. They, it was literally like there was no I, thought of you come here and come to welfare in 1976, right? It was you come yeah. here and if you if and if you can't pay for it, this family's gonna pay for you because we government ain't gonna do it. But I just want to address the issue because it brings back the issue of like I said, the Afghan refugees and and then so Latinos and Haitians, right? If the idea is bringing culture, we bring more people from Europe, you're just going to get more woke people. Bring people from Sweden. You ain't going to get traditional religious people, conservative people. Bring people from England. England is a pretty woke, it's more woke than us, right? In England is where J.K. Rowling is under attack for saying women are a real thing, right? France, these, these are all cult- Europe has become woke. So where are you going to get I would accept culture uh, from? Former, Soviet, former Soviet satellites are pretty know. good. Yeah, they're, Eastern they're Europe, pretty they're not, not woke. They're the ones locked Hungry. out. Like my Ukrainian friends that can't Hungry, come here. Poland. So like oh, the so initial Eastern question European, here, Eastern Europe the, with the Middle Easterns and the Africans and the Latins, and you got it, and you'll beat the, the Repo- Democrats right there. Just keep all the, the, the Western. Can we just out. have an ideological test? The the initial question though was like, how does how does anarchism <laughs> like pr- like protect you from dealing with these SJWs? And okay. the whole I think the answer is that it's all about voluntary association, right? Like you don't have sexual association with somebody that you don't want because that's called rape. 
You don't have a financial association with somebody that you don't consent to because that's called robbery. You don't have a political association with somebody because that's called politics. And the same thing is true of like SJWs. If you don't want to associate with these people, then you don't. It's only under government that you're forced to associate with them. You're forced to be part of the same town or the same school system, the same state, the same country. Those sorts of forced associations is what anarchism prevents. And that's what that's the status quo. That's what we have today. That's a result of governments. I just see, I, I don't see how anarchy doesn't devolve then into just kind of rule by the most powerful. Isn't that what we have today? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not comparing it. To <laughs> so, what so we if, have if today. the if the biggest argument you, against you anarchism asking, is that it might you, result, you keep assuming in... that I think today is some ideal. No, no, no. He's he's, he's making a point. Yeah, it's he's making a point. Today, but I'm, I'm just trying to. But we're not comparing today versus anarchy. I know. We're trying to talk about the ideal system, and I know. But I'm my point is, though, if my point is that if the best argument against anarchy is that it might produce the shithole system that we live under today, then then that's that's not a terrible risk to take, right? Like, let's at least try it, see what happens. Worst case scenario, like you said, we wind up where we are today. But I'm I'm confident that that won't happen with private courts and private police and private adjudication and stuff like that. Here's what I'm going to argue for, because okay. I'm on both sides of this, because I, I agree with what, what Sal's saying uh, philosophically, but I also make the argument that we're in a room with a gun to our head, and so anything, like, it's everything, there's no morals at that point, it's all tactics. Uh, how about we get a divorce? How about we separate yeah. some of us Everybody who are individualists, you know, okay, maybe that's going to be an anarchy society and we all have to be voluntarily interacting with one another and that's tough for people to wrap their heads around. But worst case, that society turns into your minarchist government that you're worried about. Okay, great. Um, and the Wokies can have the rest well, of the as, 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 That's what as, Malcolm as X said during his separatist phase. He was like, black <laughs> people should just have their own separate country where they can have their, their own economics and they're going to have their own businesses and we're not controlled by this. And so, and, and eventually, boom, it took a hit. That was so crazy. like as an agorist though, like I got to push back a little bit because that yeah. secession, secession doesn't work because it always results in genocide. Every time that people have gotten together and say, all right, we're going to secede. Abraham Lincoln killed 700,000 people who tried to do that. Well, that and was then, a failed secession, but Texas seceded twice before without war. So, all right. So let, let's let's say that it does work. But I, I think I think that it, it, like I said, I think that secession movements are prone to focusing our side into one geographic area and just sort of making us making us an easy target for the state. But put that aside and the genocide thing aside. Really, all secession does secession does is it turns one state into many states. And I don't think that that's a good idea. I think that's why I tell people the only solution is, is agorism and counter-economics. Can you but talk you about what that up, is? Yeah. One Sorry, second, ahead, let me ask Sonny. you a question. You could end up with, like, let's say we all secede, all the states. Anarchists could pick a state and maybe make I agree. it an anarchist it's definitely, state. I agree that um, federalism is a much preferable model of society than what we have today but i think individualist anarchism market anarchy agorism is the ideal that's what we should all be pushing for because that's the only true system in which you are sovereign in which you are in charge of yourself well at a practical level it's beginning to happen 
in the form of the black market, right? You know, we've had black market in guns and other things. We had black market during prohibition, right? And now there's black market for like vaccine passes, right? That's a real thing that's beginning bigger and bigger. And bigger. Yes, and exactly. And so people are making those personal transactions saying that, you know, and I've got a friend who, filmmaker left LA, has bought a farm in Virginia. And he's out there. He just want to get the hell away from civilization after watching it collapse, right? And his, his kids were being taught garbage in school. He's like, I'm out. I'm going to teach them on my little farm. And he went there, and now he's got his own private interactions with other farmers up in the mountains of Virginia, right? And so, and he's keeping his little mini community there, which the government doesn't know much about because they don't not going out to those little communities up in the mountains. Exactly. That, 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 that's, that's agorism, right? Opt out and build your own competing alternative you know, institutions and structures. That Is sort that of kind of like the parallel structure idea of how to, how to extricate from this? Situation. I'm not familiar with that, with the parallel structure idea. Uh, so, you know, we're in kind of a mess. So the question mm -hmm. is, how do we get out? Do we get out with like legal secession or um, people well, are people arguing? People co opting, for, as, as, as he's suggesting. Yeah. Just getting people out. People are arguing doing for parallel structures. So, mm -hmm. par uh, where you have, mm -hmm. uh, you kind of create within friendships or groups your own banks that nobody knows about. And you have Bitcoin and you have, um, yeah, that's, that's exactly that are, right. Oh, oh, uh, separate little school pods yeah, that are yeah. skirting yeah. the regulations and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Be your own bank, grow your own food and get a 3d printer. Those are the, the three starting points I tell people to get, to begin in an agorism <laughs> Wait, because you can I'm be your, write this down. Tell me this again. <laughs> be your own bank, grow your own food and get a 3d printer. If you be your own bank, that's the, the key. The, as far as I'm concerned, the key is to, you know, if we step back and we look at the enemy, we look at the state, the sort of beating heart of the government is the Federal Reserve. And if we can deny them the ability to counterfeit money, then all of a sudden the welfare warfare state becomes unaffordable. And the only way to do that is to offer a more, to offer a better product, we have to outcompete them. And their product is exchange media. So we have to have a more efficient medium of exchange, which in my opinion is cryptocurrency. Um, but, you know, also like grow your own they just food. just shut it down like China. They can't. They can't. You can still send Bitcoin to somebody in China. There's nothing they can do about it. And honestly, I, I, I do think, I mean, not to get too way too deep into the cryptocurrency waters, but I do think that they're going to eventually sort of try to outlaw a lot of these pseudonymous chains. And you're going to see the market, you're going to see a big movement from the pseudonymous chains like Bitcoin and stuff like that into the more private, private coins like Monero and, and uh, R and some of the other ones. Yeah, Coinbase doesn't even deal with Monero, which I think is tells you that they're afraid of it, right? Like, because Coinbase exactly. is the glowy of the crypto world, right? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> right? So, yeah, like they don't. My one, my concern with a lot of crypto, though, and even with the agorism, and which I still support, I still think it's. I oh mean, yeah, you're you you're do? a freaking cryptographer. I'm talking to the man himself here. Yeah, but my concern is at the end of the day, um. If you get big enough, they will send men with guns after you. As soon as they're like, oh, like, because to live in modern society, and by the way, I'm not saying this is not an argument to not be an agorist. I'm just saying this is a problem to be solved, right? Uh, at the end of the day, what we are, our, our lifestyles, people do not realize how interconnected we actually are. Like, we can't have this conversation without China, without silicon manufacturers, like a, with, without, a, without a foundry in Taiwan, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. True. They're like so much of what we rely on is 
just from all over the world, both intellectually people inventing things, but also people building things. And like so much of it is we're not, we can't have a 10,000 member society in New Hampshire somewhere and like have anything like a modern lifestyle at all in a sustainable way without interacting with the rest of the world. So so we can't gul- gul- we can't do Galt's Gulch because we do actually need resources unless we want to go, you know, full on Little Primitive. House on the Prairie, yeah. right? We 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 do need we are going to have to talk to people, and which means we're going to be like eventually someone's going to notice what what the hell we're doing, and you know I guess we need to have a lot of three D printers because they're gonna yeah. I think they're going to come in with force and be like, look, guys. <laughs> You can't do this. This is barter, which, by the way, the IRS will claim that barter does. They do. They are allowed to tax you for barter, and they do have. Yeah, but and, Carter, and actually, you know this. You know. you know better than I do that the that the cryptography surrounding Monero and R too um, is 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 pretty rock solid. They're, oh, they're good. unable yeah. to. They're they're unable to to identify um, who the sender or the recipient are. Uh, the transaction, but, but they can details. watch you buy. They can watch you buy. Not on Monero. No, they can like physically. Like I can plant a camera that you won't notice at the feed store and watch you buy a chicken with Monero. Like that's like I can do true. that. Yes, that's true. I yeah, no doubt. So I mean, that's they, my they, concern. They, they like in today. the physical world, that yeah, but in the physical with world, they have weapons they that they're willing come to use. Seize your your three D printer. I mean. You know all of these things, the 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 farms, yeah, the little farms that people are making and stuff. You know what was it? It was uh, Randy it Weaver. It didn't work out for him. Who yeah. like moved out to the country to his country estate to avoid the the bad guys in the city, and they went out and just killed him. So so actually, somebody in the chat just brought up the point that I was going to make. Um, you can three D print a three D printer. So I mean, as long as you have plastic and hot metal. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then you can make a 3D printer. <laughs> so that's a good point. It's like, it's like holodeck, man. It's like magic to me. It's like a technology yeah. that should exist. I don't understand we it. Need, you know, don't even go get some guns here. Secret underground holes in our backyards where we can put a few things <laughs> yeah. that they can't get to. <laughs> Status will always attempt to shut you down. That's their nature. Yeah. Did you guys Look, when I was a cryptographer, we needed a – when I was a cryptographer, we needed a – this is – I'm going to date myself. We needed an arms dealer license to export cryptography. Like they would stop yeah. you at the border. Algorithms were illegal. I remember a guy in the community who printed an algorithm on his shirt so that he would get yes. arrested because like the algorithm – like because they're in the physical world with physical force and there's so many people supporting their actions in the physical world – it's going to be very difficult without a strategy to like, I don't think it's a threat you can ignore. I, I like agorism. I just think we need to be thinking about how do we deal with that? Because it is a real threat. As soon as it gets bigger, think, it will be a threat. And you're right. You're right. And I think the way we deal with that, so this is the difference between agorists and sovereign citizens, whereas sovereign citizens are like in your face, you know, I'm breaking the law. Screw you. What are you going to do about it? And there is no shortage of YouTube videos of these people getting shot on the side of the street by state troopers. We as agorists don't want to go that route, right? We don't. We have no intention of dying young or anything like that. So we tell people to, you know, be the gray man, operate in the shadows, use operational security. It goes a long, long way. And that little story about, um, you know, exporting algorithms and stuff. 
that's a great indicator of how concerned they are about the potential for crypto anarchism and how strong crypto anarchy actually is. And I think that that is like, that's going to be the key here is like interfacing agorism and counter and crypto anarchism together to create a sort of like indefensible sort of, you know, force, force shield of, of free market anarchism. But ultimately you got to stand up to these bastards who are like, I'm watching what's going on. This is a segue. I'm watching what's going on in Australia right now. And I'm, it's like, look, you've got to stand up to this when, when this stuff happens, You've got to turn and and you've got to turn on that. You can't you can't be like, well, these are just a few bad apples. Well, it's I've come to the point where I used to be Sal would like this. I used to be much more like, well, you know, the police do some good and, and like there's some bad things. And now I'm just like, you know what? I am going to make an exception that maybe there's an Andy Griffith town somewhere that I don't know. And like, I'm, not. I'm in major cities. I'm, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll concede. Maybe Andy Griffith is out there. If you live in a small town and whatever, but every other cop is, is horrible. They're horrible. You find a cop who won't enforce these laws that are unconstitutional and, and immoral. And if you find me the cops that refuse to re enforce immoral laws, there, and I'll change LA my position. Enforcing the mask, the mask mandate. The LA sheriff has said, "I'm not going to do it." They'll so enforce drug laws. They'll enforce crypto gun laws. Control, they'll enforce everything else. Yes, everything. LA is horrible on gun control. You can legally have a gun in LA because you have a permit elsewhere, and they'll still pull you over and harass you. Possibly, <laughs> possibly use civil asset forfeiture, asset forfeiture to go after you. LA is atrocious. So every cop in LA is 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 culpable, unless they're the one cop standing up saying, "I'm not doing this. I'll go after murderers. I'll go after rapists. I'll I'll fight theft, but I'm not enforcing any of these other laws." And I don't know any. And, cops but then those guys that. get fired. Those guys get fired. Right, right. they get fired because that's well, not what the state wants. Watching what's happening in Australia is so terrifying, and and they don't, you know, the people don't have weapons, and. I, I don't, you know, what's been weird for me here is that we do have weapons and yet like take the BLM riots and stuff. Nobody shot anybody. <laughs> you know, I was like, why are these store owners not shooting trespassers or people trying to burn their buildings down? Well, um, they know, just let them be burnt. A, a well-known Hollywood writer working on the big Dick Wolf's or Law and Order type shows. Uh, he, was a big, he was a showrunner of one of those shows, and he put out a photo of himself during the BLM riots in Los Angeles of just of him standing in front of his house with a gun saying, if anybody comes for my kids, I'm going to take it. He was fired from his job. Dick Wolf put out a statement saying that this guy's a racist. He's like, he's going to kill black people. I was like, I've said, if you're going to set fire to my neighborhood and kill my kids, it's like just like Malcolm X standing in front of the window, the famous shot of him with a gun is people said they're going to come kill his kids. Well, he's standing I, in front I, of the window to protect them. That's it. I, I'm just trying to, I think what chills me is 30 years ago i lived in a country where people shot back at these types of riots and now i live I in a country where people are afraid to shoot because they know they're going to get they're not going to be their right to self-defense is not going to be yeah they'll um, be the villains of the story supported. violence look is not the couple. answer well look at well when well, you, you're you in said Australia, when you're in Australia and they tell you that you can't leave your house, that your kids can't go to the park or see their friends or go to school, they can't see their grandparents. You can't even talk um, to each other. <laughs> you can't meet with any when when they're doing that to you. And when you go out, they shoot you with rubber bullets. You don't think violence How do you is respond? the answer? Yeah. Well, my my whole thing is. And I'm not advocating this because it's illegal, of course, and I, this is just a thought experiment. 
But if none of us not just well, if everybody stopped paying experiment. if everybody stopped paying their damn taxes, these people wouldn't be around in the first place. It's like stop funding these bastards. It's like just cut it out. Just stop giving them your money. Use cryptocurrency instead of the US dollar. Minimize your tax burden because I, that that I can say legally. Bring it as close to zero as you possibly can. Deny them deny them the ability to oppress you. Without that financial so, ability, they can't afford the cops. They can't afford the riot gear or the bear cats or the, the tear gas bombs. It all becomes unaffordable. Just like what that. What should they Australia do out. now? What should Australia do? What should they do now? The people buy a 3D printer from 3dprintergobird.com because they can't that's leave their house. That, that, that's about it at this point. Um, I'm with but, you. Look, I agree with you. I think that when it gets to that point, you do have the right to self-defense. I'm with you 100%. But my point is, <laughs> we, we, can, we, we, we can avoid getting we there. That moment. We got to clip it. <laughs> we, can, we can avoid that. We got to use that as a meme for Sal's own Twitter feed. <laughs> that I love you, Sal. Great. That was so great. I mean, I agree with you. But just all oh, my point is, stop giving them our damn money. That's my point. Well, and yeah. there's there's something else here that you know I was yesterday contacted by somebody on my Instagram who I'd made a comment on a live stream criticizing what's happening in Australia, and this person is in Australia, and he said, "Man, you don't know what's happening here. It's just a few radicals in Melbourne. The police is taking them out because they're threatening all of our health." And I have friends in Australia who believe that, and they're like, "None of the Everyone stuff you're talking is happening. It's not on the news. He said it's not, it's not on the news. It's not happening." I was like, "Well, here's some bitch shoot videos of this happening." He's like, "Oh, that's just fake stuff." It's like, how do you penetrate that mindset? Because <laughs> People in Australia out are convincing themselves it's not happening. We know it's happening. They don't know it's happening. So, so I've, I've got I know agorists in Australia who aren't dealing with this shit. They they're they're living life as freely in Australia as I am here in Florida because they have a fake vax card. They have a three D printer. They are armed to the teeth. They use cryptocurrency. There is not one worry for them about this sort of fascist police state overtaking their lives because they are already free. They've already opted out of this corrupt system. They don't have to worry about it anymore. That's my whole point. It's once you accept that you are free and you're just being ruled by a violent gang of lunatics, right? Once you, once you, have, once you think that that's illegitimate and you just choose to opt out, at that very moment, you are free. Yeah, I think you're free in a metaphorical spiritual sense, but you still can't go outside of your house without a mask on. So Yeah, well, I mean, I don't I don't I don't I, mean, I don't have any well, I'm, I'm in Florida. Not, I don't have right? mask mandates or anything like that to deal with. Well, I'm Yeah, sure I think Sunny's concern is, is in, like in the outback, right? I mean, because there you don't have to be in the cities, right? I think that would be your point. The Australia is a right. huge country of which most of it is in these few coastal cities, right? And there's this huge portion of this uninhabited of the, of that island of that Well, continent. even even in like even in that scenario, like if you own a business and you are thinking like we're thinking, then tell people like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you come in here without a mask. Like you don't have you don't not, I'm not looking for your vaccine passport thing. That's agorism. That's how you and then all of a sudden the other businesses that do require those things start to lose business and they have to start to think about things a little bit differently. But, but yeah, but and and some places in New York are trying that, and they're having health inspectors show up and try to take away their license, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, that, Blasio's Gestapo is like, yeah, yeah, they're being yeah. fined, and then if they don't pay the fines, they get arrested. And if right. enough people did that, though, right? If it's only one person, then you're screwed. But if enough people 100 percent agree, it's, it's got to be yeah, an uprising. Stand up, and it has it's, to be it's over. It has to be an uprising. Well, and, and that's, that's what has to happen in Australia. I love I love seeing these protests. Um, but it's frightening watching this line of armed, uh, armored, armed police marching along, shooting people with guns. 
Yeah, they they were pushing old still. ladies over and and yeah. pepper spraying them when they're on the ground. Seventy-year-old women. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. as my Australian friend said, they all got what they deserve because they're endangering all of our health. Crazy, right? You know, a, a good example of of how this works, real quickly, Carter. But um, and I'm gonna upset the I'm gonna upset our Muslim guests here, Cameron. But um, okay. the Indians, man, Gandhi. Gandhi, Gandhi crushed this, right? Gandhi is like like the go-to the go-to figure here because he was able to remove the British from India without ever firing a shot or even lifting a fist in anger. And he did it all through tax evasion. He got everybody to stop. He realized that the British were dependent on the salt monopoly. So he got everybody to stop paying the salt tax. And before you knew it, the, the British was on, was no longer economically reasonable for them to make for them to stay in India. So they left. Well, and of course, you know, the socialists took over as soon as they left, but you know, that's a whole another story. Well, I actually want to give you the parallel example in the Islamic community for that, which is I've actually wanted to do a movie about this guy. Uh, my spiritual teacher is my Sufi teacher is in West Africa, Senegal, which is actually the country from which most American slaves were imported from, right? So West Africa, Senegal. And that was freed from uh, from uh, French colonial rule by a similar completely nonviolent movement led by a Sufi teacher, Amadou Bamba. And I've also wanted to make a movie about him in the early 20th century. He led a totally nonviolent resistance movement to the French and it's basically said we're just going to create our own businesses and not you know, participate in the French system that they're setting up right and we're just not going to we're not going to fight them we're just going to do our own thing and the French weren't able to counter that and they were forced to leave right and so you know this is this is has been proven historically to be able to work if you can get enough people to do it yeah I think yeah it it relies on the number what was of that people. guy's name I'm going to write this down yeah a m a d o u uh, first name Bamba, B-A-M-B-A. -A. There's a Wikipedia article about him, and he's the grandfather of my spiritual teacher, and he's considered a really big Sufi saint in the Islamic world. But he totally he taught nonviolence and economic prosperity as the central principles of Islam. And so he said, "Go make your own businesses." That's why you see Senegalese guys are always the ones selling the, the selling the little the trinkets on New York. I'm looking for this guy. Yeah, you'll you'll like the philosophy a lot. Go on. Yeah. What, what I like about what you're saying, Sal, and I just, I, and and actually, you're now saying it as well, Cameron. Uh, like, what mm -hmm. I really like about about it is, so many people are tired of where we are. Um, so many people are feeling anxious about where we are. They're still, I think, they're still in like stage two or three of their grief uh, about the death of the United States. Um, so they they haven't gotten over it yet. They don't recognize mm -hmm. that it's been dead for a long time, and we're just yeah. you know fighting over the corpse. Yeah. Uh, and they don't know what to do and it's pretty it's a hopeless it's a hopeless circumstance but you're i what i like is you're offering hope like i love i love the the answer of starting businesses um especially off you know i won't say it officially but starting businesses with a minimum tax footprint uh <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> uh, than i put it <laughs> but you know i think i think that i think that's awesome that's the way to do it and um and by the way starting a business is gives you a lot of skills that are really useful for other things in life. It's great to to teach your kids and it does get you, you know, I just, you know, I'm bummed that I live where I live. If I lived closer to Sal, maybe I would have a, a community of people in real life or that I could hang out with that were um, like-minded. You know, you probably, we do need to flee the states like California. Uh, Cameron, you're still in California too, right? To my deepest regret, I'm trying to. Yeah, find so my three way. of us are in California for yeah, no reason. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my well, god. I, mean, I, I was after, after Newsom. I was like, okay, I'm out. I mean, now the, I mean, this, I mean, the, exactly as no. I expected the day after they I put on the, the mandates or whatever. 
after Newsom won, I would say, I mean, like I had heard of people moving. There's been dribs and drabs of friends of mine moving and uh, just hearing through on social media and in groups and things like that. After Newsom won, I would say it's gone up Mm -hmm. like 80 percent of the Californians I interact with are looking for a way out now. Isn't it isn't it ironic though that like everybody flees the big government politicians, but like in states like Florida and Texas, you don't see the the big government Democrats fleeing the Republican uh, rule, right? Like why why do Democrats leave Republican states, but Republicans don't leave Democrat states? Yeah. Like come to think that would like, believe in this. Come, come like, maybe like, a light bulb should go off in their head. So I wonder what you think about this because I told this to Carter mm-hmm. the other day. Um, I had this theory of how we would get a peaceful secession that I said this on my podcast like a year ago, a couple years ago when Trump was mm-hmm. still in office, that mm-hmm. Trump all that had to have, because the, the Dems had whipped up their constituency into such a anti-Trump frenzy that all that had to happen was Trump had to come into California and, and enforce some federal law, whatever federal law. I thought immigration would be a good one. Mm-hmm. And California would go go crazy and secede. But what you're bringing up is that deep down, they know somehow that they don't want to leave. They don't want to leave the producers, you know? Of course. I mean, they, they know. They look. Because everyone in Hollywood is a fraud. I mean, LA is Hollywood, right? It's all, it's all fraud. And they all, I mean, they're all, all my communist friends, the ones saying BLM, BLM, rioting all the way for social justice are living in, 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 in communities surrounded by armed guards, right? We're not going to let those guys in to set fire to their homes. So it, yeah. it is all virtue signaling fraud. And, you know, again, let's assume that the, the election was valid. That's what people actually voted for, not just Tammany Hall stuff. They, they suckered a lot of people into voting against their interests. That used to be the old claim that, you know, the re- left would use against the right. They're getting all these stupid rubes to vote against their interests. I'm like, there's nothing more voting against your interest than keeping Newsom in power. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, everyone is getting screwed except a few rich guys. One thing, like, I've never understood is, like, how come Democrats can deny Republicans their Second Amendment rights because they think that, that owning guns is dangerous, whereas Republicans... It's not acceptable for Republicans to deny leftists the right to free speech, even though socialism actually is dangerous. So, like, why should they get to advocate for socialism <laughs> when we can't carry a gun? When advocating for socialism has killed hundreds of millions of people, my gun has killed no one. Yeah. You know, I, Sonny, I, I agree with you that they know at a visceral level that they – you know, they they know that they can't leave, right? Or they know that they that their ideas are wrong. The problem is you can't rely on them behaving in their own self-interest. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. don't love their own life. I, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze, but this has just been the case in history, right? They will yes. advocate for they will advocate for the gulags as they're being thrown into the gulags, right? Like they will they will be they will right up like as they're getting on the boxcar. <laughs> They're still in favor of the fascist regime. Like just comply, you'll be fine. Because communism is misery loves company. That's what it's actually about. Communism is misery. The point. The point is that they they don't they love the fascism, but they don't go move to the fascism. They don't go move to North Korea. They don't. Right. Right. Nobody's going to Cuba. Yeah. Right. Nobody's moving into New Jersey or New York or Cuba or North Korea. Why? The, the Miami Democrats aren't moving to New York. 
I'm trying my best. I promise you. I'm trying to get them <laughs> to leave. I, I make known to them that they're not welcome, <laughs> even though I myself am a newcomer. On on that note, I actually have to immigrate off the the things. I've got to take care of some things. But thank you for bringing me on here today. I know this is going to continue on after me. But if I may just take a moment to be uh, to be selfish and do the how, yeah. You know, how do people find you? Thing. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people, if you if you if some of you liked what I had to say, not everybody did, and that's cool. But if you want to hear more of this kind of stuff, especially from someone who's working in the Hollywood industry. So, you know, I've got my website, which is just my name, CameronPasha.com, where you can, I've got a couple of novels published, you can purchase them there, and I've got a blog. But it, more directly relevant to me right now is I just set up a Patreon uh, a few weeks ago that's been very successful. Uh, it's Patreon slash my name, Cameron Pasha. I'll put a link before I take off. But you can come there. I have a bunch of articles talking about Hollywood hypocrisy, uh, talking about the social issues. I'm putting a new article about how recent elements within the Writers Guild have been trying to suppress a whole generation of young writers and minority writers. And these are, of course, all the woke writers putting regulations in place to prevent another generation from challenging their power, right? Just like we were but, talking about before. Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about Same that. Shit. So come join me on Patreon, even if it's just five bucks a month. It helps me say screw you and develop my agorist escape from this system, and so <laughs> it helps me out a lot. So, so I would tell you, you that I would tell you to put out a promo tweet and I would retweet you, but you don't, you don't, you got, you're not there yeah, anymore. Yeah, banned off. Yeah. What I did is private chat. Uh, I put my email, so if you guys want to stay, in touch I got with you. Me, yeah, so because I want to tell you more about that. I'm doing that movie about Amadou Bamba, and I think he's an interesting guy to look into for the agorist philosophy. How it yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've been looking for Muslim examples of this, and I even contacted the Minaret Institute, and I yeah. I got nothing. So I, I, yeah, I we, we definitely we'll, have to talk more about that. We'll talk. Just drop my emails in the private chat. Drop me an email, and uh, and Carter, thank you as always uh, for 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 hospitality, bringing me on here. Uh, I should have worn a hat as well to honor our beloved Terry, who's not here. Yeah. When I like my bald head, it's lots of testosterone. <laughs> Which Thanks for coming, like. man. It's you always a good. pleasure. Uh, really appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah. All right, God bless everyone. Stay on here and like this, like this, and continue the conversation, guys. Right, <laughs> well, we are, you know, we are nearing a couple hours. Maybe we should stop and do some super chats while Sunny thinks about her next argument against agorism. Um, <laughs> I like playing devil's advocate on it. I mean, it's it's obviously attractive, <laughs> you know. I ultimately, I just want to be free. So, right. uh, for me, it's. Like, how do I achieve that? What's the best way to achieve that? It's not, um, it's not about other people. I just don't want to be ruled like this. It's awful. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that that's why I get along with minarchist people. Like I get along with a lot of people who believe in small government just because they have the same end goal. I just like Sal don't think that end goal actually will get them where they want to go, but I would rather have the argument when we're in the state that they imagine uh, I think it would be easier right now. I like the agorist thing. and, and These are not, all legitimate, legitimate you know. discussions. I mean, it's when the founders were putting together America, they were constantly talking. What's the best system? How do we how do we do this? And. Yeah. And, you know, they did their best shot. Yeah. All right. Let me do some super chats quickly. Sandy Ken says, Carter, check your email, something from the knitters. Thank you, Sandy. I will do that. Um, Mandy says Carter needs to be bald. We have this is like a knitting podcast. I don't know if you know. Uh, uh, Mandy says Carter needs to be bald. Complete the set. Uh, yeah, yes. the one thing I have going for me is my beautiful head of hair, Mandy. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> Paratomsky says talking about election fortifications. Uh oh, I see another suspension coming on unsafe space. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Paratomsky also says the patriarchy. Say anything, I think. No, he says the patriarchy is sneaky. It. We are. The patriarchy is sneaky. That's why we're in, in women's bastards. sports. 
Uh, Mandy says, silly Brits, going to Doctor Who James Bond now. Yes. They did do that with Doctor Who. Do you guys watch Doctor Who? Because I don't really know. No. no. Oh, okay. But they, they made Doctor Who a female, I think. Esoteric Agenda says, Sal the Furly Ghost. Uh, hey, he knows his, he's another one who knows his rap history. What's the Furly? That was a nickname that for the... Mac Trey. Oh, that was his nickname? I don't know that. Um, Super Iron Bob <laughs> yeah. says, when standing next to Dubba, watch out for flying shoes, or maybe not. I wouldn't be too upset if you don't. Uh, Super Iron Bob also says, my favorite study on Christians had a conclusion that conservatives admit Jesus would be more liberal than them on some things, and liberals the opposite. Okay. Who knows what Jesus would do? Uh, Mandy says, cop knocks on Sunday's win Sunny's window. You know how fast you are currently going, ma'am? Present license, registration, insurance, and COVID papers, please. Do you have COVID papers? Are you unvaccinated? Or you don't want to say? Uh, none of your business. All right. That's the right answer. JB I says, am Michael. <laughs> I am Spartacus. I got my vaccine JB passport, says, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just decided, like, I want to talk about this for a second. This vaccine, okay, yeah. you know, are you vaccinated? Or the people who qualify, well, I'm vaccinated, but I'm I'm against, you know, it being a mandate or anything. Since when? I mean, at this point in time, it's really important that not a, that we all refuse to mention our status because... I think that we need to lend credibility to anyone who isn't vaccinated. Um, yeah. And if we if we're saying, well, I'm vaccinated, but I'm against that somehow takes away the credibility of people who aren't. And as far as I, I got asked that by um, I volunteered at my daughter's school. And they said, are you vaccinated? I said, does it matter? <laughs> that was my response. And they didn't respond. And I'm going to be there Monday. So I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, I my dentist was not going to see anyone unless they were vaccinated. And I was worried. I was like, what, how am I going to handle this? So yeah. they said, are you vaccinated? And I just said, I'm all good. Back to what Sal was saying, there's this uh, attitude that we need to like uh, that if you're unvaccinated, that you should be like all righteous. And I mean, I'm not saying that because I think that's you don't want to ruin your life and let these people take you down um, for their irrationality. Uh, I'm all for lying about it if you need to, to, to get some, to live your life normally. You could just ask, start asking people like, <clears throat> have you had a colonoscopy recently? And did you yeah. have, have you ever had herpes? This is just a medical survey. I, you know, here's another way. Since we're going over our just, medical past. Just yeah. Here's another way to handle it. If someone says, "Are you vaccinated?" Just start talking about all your aches and pains. Yeah, like, that's like a good one. You know, I have the sciatica issue, and like my thing is like my health. I know it's different for where you guys are, and for all, where I'm at, it's two different worlds. Like we don't even—that's not even a thing here. But like the way I'm, the way I see it is, we shouldn't. I think we need to actively be like, "No, I'm not vaccinated." And I will never be vaccinated, and you should not be vaccinated either. By like, I think it's being a little bit too permissive by telling people, well, hey, do whatever you want to do. No, no, no. It's not a good idea to let politicians inject you with anything ever. It's never worked out. Point. It never will work out. It's never going to be a good idea. So, like, let's not like encourage people to do something that's like giving people myocarditis or however you pronounce it. And like, 
I don't know. It's just I, I feel like four we should people be... get it potentially getting. I mean, you were talking about people with their fake papers in Australia. Yeah, right. That that's the way to do it. Like that's the Agora solution here is to just if if your government is instituting a sort of vax passport, get yourself like the fake paperwork or, or whatever. But that's but not like... taking a stand, right? That's flying under well, the radar. No, yeah. Well, right. My, my point is though, like we shouldn't be like telling people. You know, get vaccinated or don't. It's no big deal. We should be telling people, don't get vaccinated. It's stupid. Don't let politicians anywhere with you. <laughs> You're with gonna a get us banned from YouTube again. Sal. And then, and then, if, and then if a politician, yeah, I'm kidding. Of some course, some people say, some people say. right. But then, if a politician says, you know, well, you know, in order to work, you need this vaccine passport. Be like, oh yeah, here you go. Here's my paperwork. Yeah, I think it is important to it is important to be able to to remind people that uh, they haven't. Few people have actually done made a made a decision based on their own health they've made a decision based on government exactly. mandates, and that's a that's a different thing and it's dangerous or, or to make peer pressure on, yeah 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 or, uh, or mostly it's just i i just want to be able to live my life and yeah right a it's a mission yeah it's yeah. a mission at that point yeah um all right jb says michael malice is a national treasure and i want a t-shirt agreed and what do you think about Michael Malice? You two, I love I Michael love him. Malice. It's great, okay. wonderful. I love him. I, I used right. to not love, love him, but I I do now. Although he's a radical I'm a little, anarchist, I'm a little concerned yeah. that he's rubbing elbows with Euron Brook right now. That concerns me because I'm. I don't know who that is. He's the head of the Ayn Rand Institute, and I think the guy's uh, no good. <laughs> on many levels. I don't know anything about think, him. I don't think uh makes me uncomfortable that Michael Malice is lending I don't think this guy would. his profile or his uh his fan base, you know. I don't think your own would stick with Malice though. Like he's pretty Have you read the Anarchist Handbook? No. I recommend it if you haven't. It's Malice's latest book. Uh and what your own hates about it is Mal M Michael actually likes some of the communist anarchists for some of the things they say. And he gives them, oh, he gives them, he forgives them for some of their communism in a way that your own is not willing to do. Um, I think what's happening with ARI is just they're looking for, you talked about, about this with me the other day. They're looking for yeah. people to like bring into the fold and they tried on Jordan Peterson and now they don't talk to him. They're yeah. going to try on Michael they Malice. They'll stop talking yeah. to him. They'll they'll, they'll yeah, they're going to make their rounds. They're trying to ride coattails. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, Euron Brooks specifically is trying to ride coattails to fame. <laughs> in my opinion, I don't know. I I, I used to, I don't know him well. I used to like him in the past. I haven't talked to him in years. I used to like him in the past too, but um, I, yeah. <laughs> you are. Anyway, alive, I do like Michael so. Malice. He's funny. He is he's funny. funny, and and when I see him on other podcasts, it's, he's really insightful. Yeah, yeah. Michael Malice is what Michael Malice is to trolls what Sal is to memes on Twitter, basically. I, I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to actually. I, 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 he's a he's a big influence for me sometimes. Like those little quips that he makes sometimes. Like those are very memeable. You can turn them into a meme very easily. Yeah. Do you make all the memes you post? No, no. At this point, I'm down so you, to like. You post memes and you make some yeah i probably make about 15 percent, something like that nowadays which is like almost nothing but um yeah i try to post them all day long you do a good job at it Thank uh you. 
JB says it's not enough to kill the value. They must wear the value as a conquest. I think he's talking about Bond, and I think he's right. Um, they don't want to just kill Bond. They have to wear Bond's corpse. Yes, And true. parade yeah. around. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, Pirate Tomsky says the problem is that SJWs don't have any creative talent, so they need to latch onto established brand, inject their ideology, destroy it, and move on. I don't know if that's true. I mean, maybe they don't have creative talent, but I don't think that's why they're doing it. I don't think that's why they're doing it because they're like, well, I don't have any talent, so I need to go do this. I think it's because uh, they're actively trying to destroy the talent that's out there. It's like Ayn Rand used to call it hatred of the good for being the good. I think they just have this this generalized, like, I hate joy, I hate happiness, I hate anything other people like, you shouldn't be liking anything, society's horrible, I'm miserable with my life, I hate myself, you should hate yourself too, I'm going to take this thing away from you that you enjoy. Like, that's basically the psychology, I think. Are these the Baptists um, we're talking about? Are they what? Are we talking about Baptists? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A, a different religion, Sal. No um, offense to the Baptists in the chat, and I'll get a bunch of people yelling at me. Whatever. Uh, JB says, Galt's Gulch can only be crypto decentralized. Uh, all right. Dave Omer says, just got word from my employer. If I opt out of the vaccine, I'll have to test weekly and pay for it myself. 45 bucks a week. Get that America. card, man. Get the card. Get the fake one. Don't. It's just a. He's kidding, Susan. He's kidding. It's not Some a thing. Some people say. Follow the WHO advice and do whatever right. your overlords. Do whatever suggest. Klaus Schwab says. That is a federal. <laughs> yes. That is a federal crime. Um. By the way. Is it really? One of many. Yes. Oh wow. Nice. I can add one more to my list for today. It's, yeah. it's a felony. As is mislabeling your ketchup bottle or whatever. Like, I'm sure everything is a felony. So. Don't tear off those mattress labels. Mattress, that, yeah. <laughs> JB says, I went from Rands to Anarchy the same way Carter did, but I never knew Carter, and it took less time. Anyway, dangerous thoughts. <laughs> it took less time. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jay. You How win. much time did it take you? I went from, well, so I went from Christianity to Rand uh, in my maybe 20-something years ago. And then I stayed in kind of that without really thinking too much about politics for a while. And then when I started thinking about politics again, I it was I would say it probably took me a couple of years. It was a pretty it was pretty quick. I don't know if I did it in six months, but I went from like, hey, I should pay attention to this politics thing. What is this? And then I was like, well, this is dumb. It needs to be a voluntary like you can't like you can't pay taxes. That's obviously theft. And so I, I really quickly went to has to be a, a voluntarily supported government. And then I very quickly went like, well, I'm not sure it has to be any government. And, and like, and then, and now I really, guy. I didn't even read, I've never read any of the arguments for anarchy other than Michael Malice's book recently. I've never read any of them. Um, so I oh don't know. God. Sometimes people. Hats off to you for you making just, the just jump without that. I just thought about it. Right. And I was, and I tried to re Dude, maintain consistency. It's not. I don't know. I bet this is so. I mean, when, it's, when honestly, statists... it's easy for Christians to become anarchists. You know what I mean? It? I think it's easier for Christians. To, yeah, because you know the whole no king but Christ. You know, read mm. Tolstoy kind of thing. Okay. I my my thing with the status, and we had this conversation with Mark Pellegrino, uh, who is you know objectivist, uh, proper government kind of guy. Like I like the metaphysics. I like the epistemology. I like the ethics, but. There seems to be this leap people take after that, which is like, and therefore a constitutional republic. It's like, well, I don't that I don't follow that argument, and I just need to be honest. 
I don't follow the argument, and I've not heard anyone make a good argument for the state. So, therefore, it's like I, it's I, like being an atheist. I don't. I, I haven't heard a good argument and seen evidence for God in the same way I haven't heard a good argument and seen evidence for for why we should have a state. So, there we go. Hmm, that's interesting. The statists always want to turn it around. Why should we be in anarchy? Why should we have a state? Like, right. the, the question's not why should we why should we not do this thing. The question's like why do the thing? We Where already live in a from? state of anarchy. We already have anarchy. We're just we're just being ruled over by an illegitimate band of criminals who refer to themselves as Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> right. Right. And I don't not steal when I go to the store because I'm worried about being arrested. I don't steal because it's wrong. Right. And exactly. Like, <laughs> they're like, you what is there gonna be like murders like... in the street? It's like no. Like, right, like, like who are you? You're gonna murder people? Because <laughs> yeah, now I'm right. afraid of you. Like, yeah. It's like the Ron Paul thing at the debate. Well, like, I'm who's not, gonna use heroin but... if it's illegal? No, but you guys, I'm not gonna, but but there are bad people. Don't they do, and they that do today? it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> and and most of them do it by running for office. And, and it, yeah, exactly. And it, and it, and it happens in, in more greater frequency and severity under a government than it would under a, a system of private property. I don't agree with that. I think it depends on the kind of government for that to be true. And I, I don't know. It seems like where there's less kind of law and protection, there is more chaos and crime and but I don't know. I could be convinced. I don't. I'm. I'm like you, Carter. I'm sort of like. Well, I've gotten to the point where I'm kind of open to ideas, and I kind of view society and how we're going to structure it and what kind of government as and kind of an open question because I look around and I don't really see a lot of freedom. Not not you know now, but also in history. I mean, there are times where there's been more freedom, but. So, like, pro tip for you and, like, anybody else in the, in the, who's watching right now who, who aligns with that sort of viewpoint, which is completely legitimate, check out a book by Murray Rothbard called Anatomy of the State. And that's sort of, like, the starting point for to, to move from where you are to, like, a system of private property. That's the book that, that does it for a lot of people. That's one of the books that did it for me, which is the only reason why I recommend it. And it's short. It's a nice, easy read. And Rothbard's brilliant, too. I think that's part of uh, Malice's book as well. I think it's included. In yes. It. I think, yeah, he actually includes the entirety of, of so. Anatomy of the State. Yeah, it's kind of wild. So. Yeah. yeah. All right, last super chat, r- chat. Ralph Mack says, PsyOps brainwashes meaning of anarchy. TY yes. cast. I don't know what TY cast is, but Thank can you, you decode that, Sal? So, yeah, I don't T-Y, know what TY you. cast is. But, um, you know, Tom Woods said that the state's greatest victory was convincing people to fear the word anarchy and to love the word state. And I think that's so true. It's like they have washed people into being into fearing the term anarchy when really all it is is you you are the sovereign. You are in charge of yourself. And there's no reason to fear that. It's just that we've been indoctrinated by these public schools to think this way. Yeah. Oh, when I address this super chat. chat, you'll like this one, Sal. The, the libertarian anarchists I know are good and assume that others will also be good if we remove all limits. Human history proves that incorrect. I don't think that. I don't assume that. I assume that, Carter. I think they're going to – I mean, I think the whole point of anarchy is that we assume that people are going to 
do bad things, right? That's why we want to not yeah, give the bad people. We don't want to give them power and legitimize control them. of everything. <laughs> right. right. Why would you want to yeah. give the bad when people the... a monopoly on firearms? Does it make any sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think history, you know, history is uh, most of history that you read about is under government. Very people. There's very few examples of anarchy that people read about in history. So. To, to say that like history proves anarchy doesn't work. It's like, I, what have you read? What what anarchic societies have you read about? Probably not many. Most of the history <laughs> you've read about is people fighting over states, right? Um, and by the way, someone else made a comment. Exactly. It was Little Ragamuffin, whom I like. She says, humanity as a whole needs some form of outside structure or consequences for their actions, whether it's government, social, or religious. And my argument there would be, we can't let's just we'll put the religion aside for a minute i do think we do need uh not religion but i think we need um principles uh and and meaning but with it when it comes to governments this is the thing there is no outside of us like there is no outside of us you can't like the only government that i I, i'm pretty sure i might like is in the old uh the day the earth stood still there was a race of robots that would only go after people who violated the non-aggression principle. And and the humans couldn't control the robots. And it's like, all right, well, if there was like a magical authority figure that could police and only do it in this good way, sure, yeah. I'll take that. Well, I mean, but I there are no race saying. of robots. We're all humans. robot overlords. But yes. the truth is that it does matter. I mean, maybe it's tenuous and maybe it's like, maybe it is. I don't know if I'm, if you guys can still hear me, but maybe yeah. it's, um, I mean, people do follow the law. You know what I mean? People, it, it's not like politicians, but not, not that, uh, people, no, no, they don't. People are influenced by what's written down on the tablets, but they follow the law. Most people's law following, um, they're following the law when it's a, not a moral law, but they're just concerned for the moral laws, like don't steal and don't murder the law. They're not following it because it's the law. Like they, they do that anyway. Exactly. They might not, they might be like following the law about filing and form, you know, 13 D when they're about to, you know, acquire a certain percentage of a public company, but that's, and that they wouldn't do without the government. That's hundred percent correct, but they still wouldn't murder anyone. Like they, but, those but laws that's... they follow because of fear. Like a another way, right? To... I, I mean, they another... get there a bad person who wants to kill somebody but doesn't because he doesn't want to, he fears the consequences to himself. And then he goes and seeks office and does it legally, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I think right, another, look, another guys, way we've... to think about this. Oh, go ahead, Tom. sorry, Carter. I'll just final I'm point trying to wrap up for you because I know you got to go, so you make the final point and then we'll wrap up, okay? Um. There are no goods or services that the state provides us with, which the market can't provide at both a cheaper cost and a higher quality. And that includes, you know, police and, and courts and property rights and stuff like that. So roads, yep. highways, all of it. It's an, interesting, it's an interesting idea. I'm going to get Michael Malice's book. I think you know what helps to, to think about is this is this helped me on my road to anarchy. Um, the, the concept that the government actually doesn't do anything it only prevents things right it can only prevent things it doesn't the government doesn't build anything do anything it only prevents people from doing things that's what it does they don't build the roads 
they prevent you from keeping your money and then they give that money to someone else who builds the roads but they don't build the roads Poorly. they don't do anything they prevent people from doing things that's what they do they are only an impediment to moving forward and some people will argue a necessary evil because blah 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 blah, blah. we've had a whole conversation about that but that's what they are all right Whew. sal tell people where they can Ooh. find you Saudigorse.com. Um, yeah, newlibertarian.io. Check out the book, Anti Politics. 3D Printer Go Burr for 3D printers. B R R R and agorathreads.com for clothing and libertarian, anarchist apparel, stuff like that. Awesome. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, it's so Sunny. nice talking to you. I enjoyed it. Thank, uh, you. thank you for yeah, calling. You guys rock. You, you guys do this again. Yeah, we do need to do it again. Um, it, it was I. We've it's been too long since we talked to you, Sunny. Remind people where they can find you, other than on Monday here again on Coffee Break. Yeah, but Mon Monday I'll be on, on Safe Space. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm on Twitter, but I don't tweet that much. It's Sunny Loman, and uh, I'm in Facebook at Sunny Loman, and my my website is houseofsunny.tv. Oh, YouTube. I guess that's the big place. <laughs> House of Sunny. <laughs> that's it. Alrighty. Thank you both. Uh, pleasure to have you and we will see you guys uh everyone else we'll see you on monday right today's friday sorry um yeah we'll Hopefully see you on my power will be back on by then <laughs> yeah good luck with that all right later thank you guys thanks for watching if you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy, so go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. Pay no attention to it. For your protection, the following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and scheduled for ideological vaccination. To avoid cancellation, please update your ideological contact tracing app on your smart device immediately. Here's a fun fact. Only vaccinated black lives matter. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks at the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.